COVID said, oh, I see you having a good season. It'd be a shame if I... I knocked over the microphone for those listening and not watching the video. If he dies, he dies. He dies. He dies. Uh, there is no one on that Broncos team that I love more right now than Vaughn Miller. That man is an absolute goddamn legend. He could come into my house and fuck my wife, and I would say thank you very much, sir. Man to man? I don't know. The mayor of New Orleans <laughs> basically came out twirling the umbrella like, fuck Drew Brees and his wife. Who would you like, rather have sex with? We would be... I'm an island boy. I, I'm like just island boy. I picture Joey now on every Sunday watching Teddy Two Gloves like that Spongebob meme where he's like dried out with the eyes fucking like bloodshot. Like, you damn kids. Blah, blah. Welcome, 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 everybody, to another edition of Row One Seats One. Thank you all for joining us. Oh, I am your host, Joey Fats. With me, as always, Plizzy, Mr. Sean Bettencourt. Oh, are we also hosts? Are we co-hosts? How, how does that work? I don't know yeah, how that works. Yeah, I mean, you like co-hosts because like it's my name on the show, but you're kind it's of like the host. host, co-host, yeah. co-hosts. Guest. Multiple guests. He just says guest. Paul's just like, I'm here for the comedic relief. Yeah, I don't take my sports takes seriously at all because usually I'm mixing something the fuck up and I don't know what I'm talking about. But, but we set you straight, though. Yeah. Usually we know what you're getting at. We yeah. can kind of just guide you to that. Yeah, yeah. Nobody ever... Uh, it, just don't take me seriously at all. That's just the, the bottom line. Of it. <laughs> okay. Sounds like, you're, sounds like you're setting yourself up for something here. I don't, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> I like it, it is true. He was just like... Yo, I'm all in on Carson Wentz. <laughs> I did not say that. In like, November, you I did. He's like, no, I'm all I in said, on Carson Wentz. Well, and if we can't I, get Carson Wentz, I want Jimmy Garoppolo. I said I was all in on Carson Wentz because that's my quarterback and I have to be as a Colts fan. Halfway through the season, I'm sitting here going, damn, I'm really not mad at the way he's playing. At the end of the season, before the Jackpots game, actually before the Raiders game, I'm like, man, I'm really not bad. I'm like... We got a couple games where maybe you shouldn't have thrown some left-handed pick sixes and shit like that, but, you know, for the most part, he played well. And then End know. of December, you're like, screw your TV. Mishoda! And then, I, and then I'm like, Mishoda! Mishoda! Yeah. It was bad. Joey Fats Radio, row one seat one seven seven four nine nine two eight seven zero two is the phone number. We got a lot to talk about tonight, I as always. I can't even send you that video anymore. I got banned. The guy got banned. Oh, it random. did? Yeah. It did? They got the guy who shared that video... Got banned for like hateful speech. I think I saved it in that the. Video? Uh, oh yeah, I okay. wonder why. I think I saved it in the WhatsApp in the WhatsApp app. Oh, then you're good then. I think I have it saved a hard copy. Uh, I, we can't tell you what video. We can't play it, but man, we can tell you it is. That guy is quite amusing. Spicy. Quite amusing. It is. Uh, it is not from this country. It's from Ukraine. No, China. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying not to narrow it down. Well, I mean, we can just we can say what the video. Two individuals were not very happy. We can say what the video like kind of was, but we just can't say it or play it. Yeah, for obvious reasons. So, right. uh, that being said, anyway, we got a lot to talk about tonight, guys. We got a lot to get into. Uh, we'll be taking your calls all night, 774-992-8702. If you want the audio-only stream of the show, you don't want to watch it on Facebook Live, but you still want to listen live, you can click that link in the description, Mixler.com, M-I-X-L-R.com, backslash Joey-Fats, and that will take you to a little website. You can just click listen now, and boom, there you go. Uh, you'll also have all of our shows that we've ever done. Uh, don't go back too, too far. Uh, they get pretty bad um, at some <laughs> points. There's some, some pretty rough... Pretty rough stuff. Nah, not that bad. How come the show's not working for me? I don't know. It's working for me. It's working for me just fine, sir. Uh, but we'll get into that. We're going to get into uh, a bunch of stuff. We gotta, we'll get into the most cryptic Instagram post of all time from go. 
Aaron Rodgers. We'll dive into the Brady drama. Uh, we will get into uh, sheesh, I hate the, the quarterback carousel. We'll get into the drama surrounding the NFL and the NFL Combine, which will be, you know, Sean dodged a huge bullet there. Uh, because without the combine, if the NFL hadn't given in to these 150 rookies that were like, no, we're not doing this bubble shit anymore. And the NFL had said, no, yes, you are. And they said, okay, fine. We'll see what our pro day. Sean would have had a heart attack. I don't know what Sean would have done without the combine. I know. Like, I'm not watching all these individual pro days, which are all bullshit. Well, I mean, sometimes the pro days are better than the than, than the combine. Not but real. It depends who you are. Sometimes. Like, how many times did we see, like, last year alone? When Trevor Lawrence was making these like guys on the um, uh, Clemson team looking like all stars, and then those guys are going to be like undrafted out of the league in like six months. I mean that's that's that is part of it. Yes, that is definitely part of it. Um, but you know you get guys that will do like you know sometimes we, a big trend lately has been uh, you know big guys won't bench at the combine they'll bench at their pro day or you know fast guys won't run at the combine but they'll run at their pro day and you're like well we kind of want to know like you know what who the fastest guy in Indianapolis is because. You know, we want to see who the next, you know, Oakland Raiders is going to be. Like, you know, give us give us that anyway. Right. But uh, we, we'll get into that. Uh, we will get into a little bit of baseball. Uh, we got a little bit of NBA talk to talk about. We can talk. We'll talk a little bit about NASCAR since we are coming off of the Daytona 500. Baseball. Um, who do you think? What do you think people care less about right now? Baseball or NASCAR? Baseball. Good answer, because NASCAR was sold out the Daytona 500 for the first time in, like, 15 years. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. like, baseball, like, buries themselves. They're just like, we talked for seven minutes, and we didn't get along. I'm like, I don't really care. Yeah. And, and they said, someone said today, oh, yesterday, whatever day it was, they were like, oh, John Henry's been the voice of reason. And I'm like, that's... Jesus. I'm like, Jesus. I'm like, the alien is, like, the voice of reason. You guys should whisper over here and make this players association. I can't stand John Henry at all. <laughs> I just really can't. He sounds like he, like he sounds like dying ET when they find him all white and albino in the field. Like oh, I love yeah. him in uh, in uh, what's his name? Uh, let's go, Red Tom Werner. Was that Warner or is that Lucino? No, that was Werner. That You're was, right. Werner, was yeah. Werner. Let's go, Red Sox. Let, the most unenthusiastic chant of all time. And the fans that just witnessed this team win a World Series were just like, nah. Yeah. Anybody but this dude. Like, get this fucking old guy off my fucking stage. Uh, but anyway, so let's let's start off with the Aaron Rodgers shit because this was um cryptic. I mean, to say the least, and, uh, you know, the big winner in this whole Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers dropping this incredibly cryptic Instagram post about gratitude and thanking his now soon to be ex fiance. Uh, the biggest winner in this whole thing was, without a doubt, Juwan Howard. Oh, I was going to say Pat McAfee. <laughs> no, no, Juwan Howard. Well, Pat McAfee would be the number two biggest winner because everybody forgot that Juwan Howard, like, punched a guy in the face on Sunday. Um, that was the big talk Monday. And, Let's uh, be real. That was a Saturday. Rather. That was an awkward slap. It was a it was a mush. He like he like caressed his face. Oh, we have the we have the video. We'll show oh, you the what? video. It's, yeah, gotta, it's weird. It. He's like he's like I'm angry. Yeah, I saw the highlights about like whatever Aaron Rodgers' thing was, but I just didn't get around to clicking it. Today so Aaron Rodgers uh, posted on Monday night, and uh, we have the Instagram post here for you to show you. Dude, David Bakhtavari was just like he posted that GTA gif of like, oh shit, here we go again, and it made me laugh. Because he's just the offensive lineman for for Rogers for like his entire career, and he's just like, oh, did I not put it up here? Oh. he's just like, oh, this shit happens every year with Rogers at this point. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, what was the general ballpark of the message? It's all over the map. That's what he's bringing up right now. Like the message is just like, it sounds like maybe I'm retiring. Maybe I love this man. Maybe I want to go play somewhere else. 
maybe <laughs> I'm just really upset and depressed. Like it, it goes all over the map. Like, really? Just, yeah. So so here's the Aaron Rodgers Instagram post. We'll put it up on the screen. On the screen. Yep. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was uh, here's some Monday Night Gratitude for some of the incredibly special people in my life. Some pictures from this last beautiful year. The first person he said uh, at is Shailene Woodley, his now soon to be ex fiance. Uh, thanks for letting me chase after you the first couple months, letting me catch up to you and be a part of your life. Blech. Thanks for always having my back for the incredible kindness you show everyone and me, and for showing me unconditional love looks like blah blah blah. Not really. Uh, what? That was it. <laughs> no, no. How is he showing unconditional love? They were together for less than a year. Or just over a year, I thought. Like just over a year. No. I mean... They started hooking up, like, last May. So, so you see this. Then he goes on to thank uh, people in the quarterback room. Uh, LaFleur, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, Jordan Love, uh, Kirk Benkirk. Uh, you know, you thanks you guys for making every day fun. Uh, the Friday crew, which was Randall Cobb, uh, Frankie Chevy, uh, David Bakhtiari, uh, loved every moment we got to spend together with you, cherish your friendships. Uh, to my teammates, past and current, you know, the icing on the beautiful cake we call our job football. The friendships that we have transcended our collective time. So thankful for a role, and I'm you know, this is hard to read. I love you guys. Here's the moment that memory's made. Uh, to everyone else, spread love and gratitude, uh, you beautiful people, and read a book once in a while, too, while you're at it. Love and peace. Um, Dude, so that was some of it. That wasn't even the whole thing. That was just one of – I think that was the that's the majority of it. It was three paragraphs. That was the end. But then there was a bunch of pictures that went along with it. Um, so let's let's break this down here a little bit uh, because show obviously the pictures. He said he cried one of the pictures he put up. He goes, "This picture meant so much to me." He goes, "I cried for twenty minutes." I I didn't. What picture was that? It I, was. I'm glad you asked. There's a picture he shared of those ten pictures on Instagram of Randall Cobb, blank space, Devontae Adams. Now, when he was out for COVID for like one or two games or whatever the hell it was this season, they saved a spot for him in the line of where he usually stands, and they didn't like come together they they left the spot open for rogers and he said because i saw this picture and i cried for about 20 minutes which i can't picture that ever happening i can't even picture him like shedding a tear because that's not him so apparently <laughs> he had come off of a six-day cleanse um what kind like, of cleanse? was he in prison I, I don't know solitary confinement all it was was it, it was a spiritual and physical cleanse and he did a lot of meditating and Finding his inner zen or some shit. I have no idea. Uh, was this okay. from Shailene Woodcock? I have no idea. <laughs> don't know. I don't know. Uh, obviously, he's going through the divorce. Wood, or, uh, not Woodley. divorce, but he's breaking up with uh, his fiance. And this guy, so this this comes out and you're like, what the fuck does this mean? Like, Aaron Rodgers usually doesn't do anything that, that doesn't Ever. have a point. No, 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 like, he doesn't do anything that's that... He doesn't, like, waste steps. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, he's not just going to throw something out there like this if there's not some rhyme or reason to it. Now... For sure. Obviously, people started immediately going to, oh, God, he's made his decision. He's leaving Green Bay. He's done with Green Bay. He's, uh, he's showing his gratitude to everybody, and he's, you know, he's trying to leave on a good note, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, cool, because that means if he's leaving Green Bay, there's, you know, probably better than a 50-50 shot he lands up in Denver, which, awesome. We become right. Super Bowl contenders overnight. I, I cannot be upset about that. Uh, that being said, um, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what this was all about. There's a lot of stuff in there. Like It was weird. 
I mean, he, you got to remember, too, like, Shailene Woodley is, like, what, 10, 12 years younger than him? <laughs> I think I say she's 10 years older. I'm like, Jesus. I don't even know who she is. I she just... was from that movie, like, <laughs> they made other books, not The Hunger Games, the other one, like, The Maze Games and some shit like that. Wasn't she? I have no idea. Or Divergent, is that what it was? I, mean, I can look her up. It's, like, something like Divergent. She was also in that movie where, like, she has cancer and her boyfriend has cancer, and then everyone dies. And it's... Dear John? No, Dear John. <laughs> it was, um, that no, was also a book, that's... too. That movie was super sad. That was like, this what, is What, Dear John? Is no, she no, in that no. movie? No, oh. no. Uh, I don't know. I have no something about who... stars. Give me a second. Oh, Jesus Christ. I have no stars idea. Among Us? No, Fault in Our Stars. Fault in Our Stars. It's about, it's about young kids getting, like, cancer, and they Never get the... Never seen it. Dude, it sucked. It, Oh my god, it's heartbreaking though, because it's all about like these teenagers getting cancer and they're all terminal and they're never gonna make it to like their twenties. It's awful. Jesus. Yeah, sounds like a movie I kind of want to miss. Uh, yeah, yes, Divergent. Sad. Yeah. Uh, the last you. letter from you, Big Little Lies. Um. Porcupine Company. Oh, she's in Enzo Ferrari. Mm. Which is in pre-production. That's no. still. It hasn't come that, out yet. That's not even out. Yeah, it's not out yet. I think you're gonna say I might watch Ford that. Ferrari. No, I might watch that. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything else. There's nothing else on here that, like, I really... I mean, CSI New York, I guess. My name is Earl. But who knows? That was back in 2005. I think she's only, like, 21 or 2 or She would have been, like, 10 years old at that point. Yeah, she was. She played a young kid. Uh, so she's not... Yeah, she was born in 91, so she's, what, 30, right? Yeah. So she's, she's 30. 30 yeah. 31. Okay. Jesus. Oh, so she's... Yeah, she's a little bit younger than Aaron Rodgers, so... Uh, <laughs> Five years. Five or six? No, six, because he's 37. Yeah, he's 30. Yeah, so, so seven. Um, so anyway, the, the breaking down the whole thing, though, we don't care who Shailene Woodley is. I mean, Jesus Christ. It's, it, it's, this was one of the most... And, of course, he goes on the Pat McAfee show today to explain. And Pat McAfee comes on, and you know, his regular spot on Sirius XM, and he says, we got a major guest coming on today. And, of course, to no one's surprise, it's Aaron Rodgers. Shocker. And Aaron, like, basically said, like, you know, there was nothing cryptic about it. It just, you know, I was, he basically just said, I was in my feelings. And I just wanted to express that to some people. Hmm. So it was kind of weird for Aaron Rodgers kind of dump out his purse on social media. Which he never does. Which he doesn't usually do. It's, you know, if he is saying something, it's, like I said, it's usually pointed. It's usually got, you know, some sort of bigger meaning behind it where there's some, like, you know, you got some shit and you're like, oh, okay, like, Aaron Rodgers is speaking, like, huh. Maybe maybe there's something else more to this. Let me take a look. This just seemed like it was just a... This was like a... Uh, I broke up with my girlfriend, and I'm go Like, it was like Stan in South Park where he goes emo. Yeah. Yeah, like kind of, yeah. Like, like you raped my soul with your blackness. Like, <laughs> you're like, wait, what? And like, he's like, you stepped on my heart with stiletto shoes. But then, you know, he's not that much in his feelings. If he goes on Pat McAfee, and Pat is just like... Aaron, with his deep voice, Aaron, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, he kind of, and then that's where I get the thing where he, what he said, like, that picture made him cry for 20 minutes, 20 minutes, and I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about? This has to be, to me, this is him saying his first goodbye to Green Bay. This is him saying, I feel it, like it was fun. Yeah, I think it, it sounds to me like he's warming up to saying goodbye. And why would, and then why would he pull the Tom Brady thing from last year? I feel like anybody that pulls that card now is like, that's their way out. They're like, I want the Tom Brady deal. I want the deal where I come into this year. I'm guaranteed not to be franchise tagged after, after the season. You can't transition right, tag me. Right. can't do any of that shit. I get freedom. And I feel like that's the way it's going to go. 
You know what I'm saying? I feel like he wants to test his freedom. Maybe he'll go back to Green Bay, unlike Brady. Maybe, but it seems like he wants to leave and go try something else. A lot of a lot of the sources that I've I've listened to from Green Bay and Denver all think he's he's leaving Green Bay. Yes, there but, is very 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 minimal people who think he's staying in Green Bay. And that, the only people that think he's staying in Green Bay are like like it's like the you got like the Peter like Burkowski's of the world or whatever. Uh, who the hell is Peter Burkowski? Uh, he's a he's a Packers he's a Packers guy on Twitter. Okay. okay. Um, that I follow, but he's he's been pretty fairly well tied in. Um. You know the the people that are that are Packers fans, you know they're doing they're jumping through the hoops right now, saying like no 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 he's not going anywhere. Well, why would he go to Denver? Oh, Denver's roster isn't better than Green Bay's. It's like well yeah, it kind of is. Like no, it isn't. Name me one position where Denver's better. It's like offense. Okay, running back. And he's like who 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 what wide receiver is better on Denver than there is well, than Devontae Adams? It's like I okay take- yeah that one guy, but I'll take Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, and, and Tim Patrick. I'll take Aaron Jones right over, now over anybody. Over the group of, of... Of all... I'm saying as a group, like, I would take Aaron Rodgers. I'm Aaron Rodgers. Jesus Devontae Christ. Adams? No, Aaron Jones over anybody on Denver's roster right now. Aaron Jones, the running back? Yeah. I, I mean, listen, you can... Okay, you could take Aaron Jones, but Javante Adams has shown... But I'm he's saying, like... probably going to be that he's, dude. He's younger. He needs an opportunity. It would be great to have a great quarterback with him. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Jones likely benefited from having Right, Aaron but what Rogers. I'm saying is, is that you're... Basically, what I'm getting at is that yeah. the, the people who are, who are claiming that Aaron Rodgers isn't leaving Green Bay, they feel like they're clinging on to hope that he's not leaving Green Bay because they don't want him to leave Green Bay. Right. Not, I did this with Brady. Right. I was, like, I was like, why would he leave and go to the Titans, the Titans? I was like, ain't going to happen. And he goes to Tampa, and I'm like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just mad. Wait, so do you not think that Aaron Rodgers is going? Anywhere? Oh no, I'm positive he's going. So you think? But he's I was blind and biased okay. with the I Brady thing. I didn't know where you sat. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm 100. percent I've been saying this since last year, even before like you came back and everything like that. Yeah, I've been saying he's gone. I said last offseason, I said this is his final year in Green Bay. I said I don't care what happens. Like this is his final year. And I said this seems destined for Denver. And I've been saying it for over a year. Yeah. Because it just seemed. I like- thought he was done before that. I didn't think he was going to play this last. Well, year. they. I mean, apparently the rumor has it that this deal almost got done last offseason. Right. That's why I... Which is why everybody's tying him to Denver this offseason because if it almost happened last offseason and nothing's really changed, especially for Denver... But they might... You want my keys? I'm like, don't... I'm like, what do you use? Don't break that. <laughs> don't break my shark. Oh, good. Okay. I was just checking. I didn't have one. That's all. No, I'm good. like, just wait. I'm like, why don't you go to open a bottle? I'm like, what are you... Is that one of my lighters? No, it's, one, it's one of mine. Oh, okay. Mine. Oh, do what the hell you want. Um, just gonna fiddle with it. But, but anyway, no, I'm 100% certain that, anyway. that Aaron Rodgers is is Gonzo. Yeah. And so is Devontae Adams. That whole team's just gonna be like, listen, I'm out. Uh, didn't one of the Smith brothers come out and like basically uh, Darius Smith like take all his shit down from Green Bay? Uh, on, off his social media. Dude, I'm so sick of that. Is That's that like the a new, new like, it's I'm like a, breaking up with you? Yeah, like, yeah it's bullshit. Like, like, come on. It's man. like I, I, I don't know if people are doing it because they're just trolling people, or if they're doing it because they're like, meh. I'm no, people, no, no. These guys need to grow up. This is like the new social media trend for athletes, and it's like, it's like grow up. You know what? I, you know what I think it is? Is they take down all their Green Bay shit, like all their stuff that they're, the team they're playing for. So that they can get the re- the reactions on social media, like no, please don't leave, no, oh my god, we love you, no, please, like, and they're just like, all right, and they put it all back up, and then 
you know, six months later when they're like, oh, man, my girlfriend broke up with me again. I'm feeling down in the dumps. You know what I could use? Take down all my Green Bay stuff again. Social media dump. Yeah, yeah. and then everybody's like, <laughs> no, please don't tell me you're leaving. Oh, please, no. Please. <laughs> so, um, so, like, I can't stand, like, and Kyla Murray, I think he's the first person that's ever offended me by doing it. I was like, wow. But then he was, even his team, some anonymous teammates were just like, he needs to grow up. And yeah. they're like, I don't know if Kyler Murray's ready for the NFL. Dude, he's not mentally. Colt McCoy, they caught him on thing. He was like, dude, he's like, it's the beginning of the game. He threw interception. It ain't going to matter. It's 0 0, and they're on fourth down already. Like, just get it out of your head. And he's like, yo, I can't do this. I don't know why he's like Mike Tyson Jr. I can't do this. I can't, I can't make these mental mistakes. And Colt was like, <laughs> Colt was really giving him that look of like, who cares? Like, Colt's like, like look at me. Shut the fuck up. He's like, if I was Colt, I'd be like, yeah, let it get in your head, bro. Because I'd be like, yo, coach, I put my helmet on. I'm like, no. I'm going in, motherfucker. Colt doesn't want to play anymore. He's completely, bullseye. He's yeah, completely yeah. fine getting paid the whole Colt football. Colt McCoy is the new McCown. He's like, I'm going to try to get on 15 teams <laughs> and play for 17 seasons. Yep, yep. Have a 20 year career as a backup. He's like, I'll make, I'll make three million. Checks. I'll make three million a year as a backup everywhere I go over the Fuck next yeah, 15 dude. years. Testaferi did that. Flutie did that. There are so many guys that did that. Just hung around forever. Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Fitzpatrick is still Could you doing imagine that. Imagine that. That'd be the greatest job ever. I don't care. Show up to work. Why do you think Fitzpatrick says he keeps playing? He goes, he goes every year. He goes, I'm on a new team. He goes, eventually I'll play for all the teams. Dude, what, what do you think? Why do you think guys like, uh, like like Matt Castle and Jimmy Garoppolo and Jacoby Brissett and uh, uh, Curtis Painter and guys like that like had like the dude, sickest jobs? Dude, Painter is like gone to the NFL. He was only had like four seasons or something. Right, but he was Peyton Manning's backup. There was never a chance he was ever going to see a game unless it was to go out and take a knee. There was only one person who was ever upset being the backup to Peyton. Dan Orlovsky. Joey knows him because Joey loved him at one point. Oh. <laughs> Joey, uh, back up to... Come on. Tip of your tongue. Brock Osweiler? Brock. Uh, yeah. Osweiler. Brock Lobster? Uh, really? Who smashed his helmet when he saw Peyton Manning going back into a game in the fourth quarter. The year Manning had like... Yeah. 2015 when they, when, they were yeah. Down, when they were down to the, the Chargers and they needed the spark and all of a sudden you just heard the roar from the crowd and you're like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden here comes Peyton like, Trotting out on the field, and you're like, Dah! he's like, coming back out. And then the Texans paid Brock Osweiler like seventy million dollars. <laughs> fucking screwed like, him. They guaranteed <laughs> him like forty-two million those first two years, and they had to pay it to well, him. Texas. They and screwed him. They cut him like midway through the second year. They're like, yeah, this ain't working. And Essentially, like, yeah, though, know. he helped them get Deshaun Watson. I mean, they don't have Deshaun Watson anymore, pretty much. But so we'll get into the Deshaun Watson thing too, because that's going to be on our little quarterback carousel as we take a dipsy do around. Because I got a question about Deshaun Watson. Okay, so, um, but anyway, but the Aaron Rodgers thing is fascinating because, again, this guy, he doesn't usually do stuff like this. He's not known for this. He's not this kind of guy. So, I agree with Sean in a sense where I think this is him kind of warming up to saying goodbye. I I think this is him, like, kind of, you know, like, getting... And he did say on the Pat McAfee show today he's made no decisions. Like, he said, I just got my head, like, above the sand or I guess I saw that yeah which I don't know if he meant head out of the sand and or above water or no just he was buried in the sand Joey buried in the sand so he was above the he sand he was in the quicksand he was also blinded by the light he was like Indiana light. Jones he was in the quicksand and blinded yeah. by the light quicksand quicksand I like that and there was snakes and there was snake. there was a snake pit and there was alligators yeah. they were going chomp chomp well he's gonna be one of those dudes that's just gonna take a sweet ass time and he's gonna troll everybody while but he, he well here's the thing and this is kind of thank you for saying that because it kind of brings me to my next point he really can't take his sweet ass time. No, he can't. Um, they we've basically got another six, seven days. What's that? The eight before the March first, which is pretty much oh. when, uh, because and the reason the, eighth, I think. 
no, is no, it eighth well, or the eighteenth? March eighteenth. Uh, free agency. Uh, Wait, there's there's a franchise starting period and a franchise deadline. No, no, no. The franchise tag deadline uh, opened today. It was today. It opens today. Yeah, but nobody talks. Nobody talks in February. They all talk in March. Things are very different now because you got to remember. You got to remember we don't John. we don't have that we don't have that extra week. You know the off season shortened by a week now oh. because of that extra. They didn't push the off season off. They can't. They didn't, they didn't push free agency back, the combine back, true, anything true, like true. that. It's also the same so thing. what used to take place in six weeks or seven weeks is now you know six or five, right. which doesn't sound like a lot to us, but in the NFL things move very very quickly. Yeah, but now that you have all the coachings, you know the situation settled for the most part, and we know who's going to be coaching where. This it kind of puts an accelerator on what Aaron Rodgers is going to have to do because he's going to have to know because the Packers need to know if he's coming back or not because they need to know if they need to franchise Devontae or not. They need to know what they're going to do with Devontae Adams. So if Aaron Rodgers takes his sweet-ass time and doesn't do anything, he could, in the long term, end up screwing himself over by not giving the Packers enough time to figure out what to do with their roster in order to you know make it to his liking, if you will. Not saying like he's going out and shopping for the groceries, but if he wants Devontae Adams, he's gonna have to make a he's gonna have to make a decision here fairly quickly. But if he wants Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams also is going to have to understand that he's going to take less money to stay with Green Bay and to stay with Aaron Rodgers. Now, does Aaron Rodgers want to be responsible for putting the blame, so to speak, on Devontae Adams, like, oh, I'll stay if you stay, but you're gonna have to take less money. And then Adams is gonna be like no, that's not fair to me. Like, I'm just as much of a playmaker as you are. I should be able to go out and get as much money as I want. And then, essentially, if Devontae Adams leaves, Green Bay and its fans can blame him as like, oh, he's greedy, he want, he didn't want to stay, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It's, right. like, it's a little which, bit of like... Which is I what can't... I think Green Bay is setting up to do right now with all of this. If you look at the information, the tweets, the, the reactions, the stuff, the leaks coming out of Green Bay, you know, Sources say the Packers are all in on keeping Rodgers and that they're, you know, the Packers brass, uh, you know, is is willing to spend, you know, 50 million a year to keep Aaron Rodgers. Bro, you're 40 million dollars, 30 million dollars in the hole as it is. You're Mm -hmm. over the cap already. Right. Like, okay, you're going to spend that kind of money on Aaron Rodgers. Get don't get me wrong. It's the NFL. You can always create cap space. That's almost never an issue. Excuse me. If you want somebody, hiccup. Uh, if you want somebody bad enough, you will find a way to make your cap work to get that guy. Yes, right. there is always a way to do it. Now, you might it, you might be you know handicapped right off the rip, and it might be a lot harder for a team like Green Bay than say it would be for somebody like Denver who already has the cap space where they don't have to go to say a Justin Simmons and say. Hey, look, we want to keep you, but we also want Aaron Rodgers. Would you mind restructuring your deal to more of a right. team-friendly thing? And then you got to go do that to three or four other guys in, in order to free up some space. You might have to work a couple of trades. You might have to cut a few guys, dump some guys, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, salary dump stuff in order to make it work. But you can make it work. That being said, if Green Bay is going to keep Aaron Rodgers, they need to know much sooner than anybody else. Literally, they have to be the first to know, if any, if nothing else, because yes. they've they've they, their whole offseason plan hinges on what he's doing, and that includes whether or not they franchise Devontae Adams, their best wide receiver, or they let him hit free agency. So, and in order to do right, and then if you don't do that, if you don't do right by Devontae Adams, now you're just if you're the Packers, 
Now you're just adding to, you know, kind of throwing fuel on the fire that already is burning or smoldering with, with the rumors of why Aaron Rodgers is leaving in the first place, right? You treat the players like shit. You kick guys out the door. You don't give a shit about the play. You're not a player-friendly franchise. And if they do that and they botch this whole thing, well, yeah, now, all right, now you're going into a season with Jordan Love as your starter. And now, and on top of that, now nobody really wants to play with you. And you have no cap space. And now you got to overpay for guys to be like, it puts you as Green Bay. It puts you in a really shit spot as a franchise. So this whole thing pretty much needs to accelerate within the next, I'd say, six to eight, six to eight days mm-hmm. tops. We will know what Aaron Rodgers is doing. Hopefully by the time we come back on the show next Tuesday, we will know what Aaron Rodgers is doing. Um, I still think he has a little bit more time than that, to be honest with you. that That's not like a hard date. Well, he does have more time. Yeah. But I think he'll take his I think he'll take his sweet time. I think his mind is already made up, to be quite honest. I'm not sure what he's waiting for, if he's just waiting for the right time to break up with the Packers or not, but I honestly think his mind is already made up. I think he's gone. I think he's going to allow the Packers to shop him to a couple of different teams, and he's ultimately going to have the the final say as to where he goes. Mm -hmm. But if you're Aaron Rodgers and you're saying, okay, uh, I'm leaving Green Bay and I'm going to go play elsewhere, or I'm retiring. And the old Barry Sanders. And the Packers say, okay, well, we're going to trade you to... Detroit. Uh, let's just say uh, the Jets. And he says, nope, I'm retiring. And they go, well, the Jets are going to give us four first-rounders. He goes, that's fantastic. But I'm not waving my no-trade clause to go there. And then you've got Denver over there saying, yeah, we'll give you a first this year, a first next year, a second this year, and a third next year. That's a lot, man. It is, but not for a franchise quarterback for the next four years. When you think about it. If you can win, then yeah. Well, that's the idea. That's the, the goal. I mean, you know if you get Aaron Rodgers, you're probably going to win. Well, that opens up that championship window for you very easily. Absolutely. So that was my original goal was I think Aaron Rodgers is setting himself up nicely. Now, I'm trying to think of other teams that would want him that would be very good Tennessee, talent around Indianapolis. him. Tennessee, Indianapolis. already out. Tennessee has no money. They cannot... Indy. Indy has a shit ton of money. Indy's got a shit ton of money. Indy doesn't have a lot of draft capital, but... but. here's the problem with Indy. Frank Wright... No offense, not the owner. Frank Wright and the GM. Ballard? Is it still Ballard? GM, uh, Chris Ballard, yeah. Okay. They do not believe in crazy spending on a free agent. Like, they they almost think about it, like, from an economical point of view, where it's, like, a depreciating asset, where... Do they really want to risk all this capital in Rodgers? I just don't see them doing it. I, I hope see, not. I Honestly, see. I don't want them. Not for what we're gonna have to give up. Oh for my them. god! I, I have. Well, if the, someone says the rumor, the, what I would what I would expect, and this isn't a rumor. I just I'm projecting here. I, I'm, but I would assume that a trade package from Indianapolis to Green Bay would start at the very least would start with JTT. I mean, if the Packers, who else are they going to give up? Leonard. There's no way in hell you're giving up Darius That's Leonard. That's what I'm asking for. I don't care about running backs. Running backs are a dime a dime. Right, but you're getting at least, at the at that point, at least you're getting an impact offensive player. Okay, if you, because, now you got to keep keep in mind, and we said this three years ago when we did the draft special, the Packers must believe in Jordan Love, otherwise why would you take him in the first round? They do not. So, you either admit that you don't believe in Jordan Love, and you subsequently jettisoned your Hall of Fame quarterback in Aaron Rodgers four to five years before he was really ready to hang it up, and you set the franchise back a decade, 
or you try to save face, you trade him to Indianapolis, you get Jonathan Taylor, and you say, look, we got Jordan Love now, a nice shiny bell cow running back, and we're going to put guys around him, and we're going to make this offense, you know, it's not going to be Aaron Rodgers good, but we're going to make it pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. And we're going to build a defense, and we're going to have a good team around this kid that we believe in because we took him in the first round. That's the only other way. That's the way you can kind of save face if you're the Packers. Now, what else is included in that deal? You know, is it is it a DeForest Buckner? Is it a Darius Leonard? I mean, I'm looking at you, Colts fan. Uh, you know, what what no. would you what are you thinking? What like, what are you comfortable giving up? Because obviously, you don't have the first round pick this year. You gave it up for Carson. He's gonna say, I don't really want to give up. I mean, I don't really want to give up anything because I don't really want. Aaron Rodgers in the first place, giving up anybody. Why don't you want? Aaron I Rodgers? don't think that with you could get Aaron Rodgers listen, for Jonathan dude, Taylor straight up right now. You wouldn't do it. No, You're um, out of your mind. If no. I could trade Mac Jones plus a first round pick plus other picks for Aaron Rodgers for four years guaranteed, I'm doing it without blinking. Maybe on your teams, but you got to realize what the Colts are short of. We're not short Aaron Rodgers fucking greatness. We're just short a little bit better than fucking Carson Wentz. We don't have to give up all this shit. Dude, so are a lot of teams. That, yeah, all right. So, I mean, give us fucking Watson. Give us somebody, I mean, Russell Wilson. Give Wait us a Russell, minute. Okay, give right, us Russell you're Wilson. About, you're How are you going to get Watson if you can't afford uh, Rodgers? You think that they're going to want more for, for Watson? Than Hell yeah, Rogers? he's 24. Watson's younger. His career Watson's trajectory was MVP caliber. Well, actually, year. this whole thing that we're talking about right now it was back to my question before about Deshaun Watson that I said that I had, and I don't really want to say it right now because I don't really think it matters that much, but why is Deshaun Watson still so fucking desirable after all this allegations and shit? Like, because they're allegations. Because nothing has come forward yet. and technically no, still innocent. And right. He's still innocent, and you know why? And you know why he's still? Because he's that fucking good. I hate to, but he comes like, out fucking guilty on something. He gets fucked, right? See the you, books thrown at him. Like what now? Okay, Michael but, Vick slotted. Like Michael Vick was on video, I, like slicing dogs' throats. I get that, and, and he came, came back. back. Yeah, and um, he came back. Ray Lewis like, allegedly killed a guy. Sort of witness. Well, witness. No, no, no. Witness the guy get killed. Oh shit! Yeah. I didn't see nothing. Jumps oh, the limo and drives away. Yo, I don't know nothing about that Simba shit. Dude. All I know is we got to focus on the Pittsburgh game. Do you remember that? I want Russ Wilson. I'm just going to say it right now. I just I want Russ Wilson. Listen, I think Russ Wilson's the best fit for Indianapolis. Do you want That's Sierra? I want. Huh? Do you want Sierra? Too? Paul Paul will be Paul will be out there like Fat Man Scoop. Like, Sierra in the house. I don't give a Sierra shit. in the uh, yeah, house. Like, Paul will be out in front of the RCA Dome like in a thong. Paul breaks. <laughs> I just don't know what we're going to have to give up for anybody. And now I'm like kind of pissed because you, you would also have to, with all of your with all of your might, defend Sierra and Russell Wilson and hate Future. And everything Future does. <laughs> I love Future. Nope. I know, I nope. Do it. As Can't soon do as it. you get Russell Wilson, you no, have to, I know, you have I to know, break I have all to of defend. your Future I know, shit. I know. You've got, you've got hip-hop beef now. Yeah, I know. you got rap beef, so no. you can't do it. Yeah, I no, know. but I, like, You're Pete Wentz now, and, and let's, he's ye. Oh, Jesus. Let's, let's use this to transition Pete, to the, Pete Wentz. the, Oops, the quarterback. Pete Davidson. <laughs> Pete Davidson. <laughs> Same Isn't Pete Wentz the guy from, like, Fall Out Boy or some shit? I was going to say, wait, why does that name sound familiar? Yeah, because he's the guy. He's, like, the emo kid from Fall Out Boy. Oh, okay. Pete Wentz, a guitarist, I think. Pete yeah, Wentz. Yeah. What, what, did, what did we use to make fun of? Who did we use to make fun of that we said looked like Pete Wentz? We Wasn't there something? Oh, John. Hype? Oh, yeah. We, used we to didn't call... make fun of him. No, I we just, just called him. Look no, like... he looked like yeah. Pete Wentz. Yeah. We just called him Pete yeah. Wentz. Right, yeah. yeah, okay. I'm like, wait, why does that name sound so familiar? That was something recent in my yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He remember. had the hairstyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, never mind. Yeah. Well, <laughs> forgot all about that. Love yeah. John. Um, anyway. Let's let's take a dip on this quarterback carousel before we dive into the Brady rumors because I do want to get into those. 
because uh, this <laughs> <laughs> Sean's gonna lose his fucking mind if he plays for another team. I'm gonna be rip shit. I I I hope he does in so many ways, and then in like two ways I hope he doesn't. But uh, the Watson thing is interesting, Paul, because you said, you know, why is Watson still so desirable? Why is Watson still right. like this? Because he hasn't been proven guilty. And right. I don't know that anything has been brought forward that has been disclosed within these court hearings that really, you know, like uh, uh, really, uh, what's the word I'm fucking looking for here? Um, oh, my God. Makes him look guilty. Right. Um, Bad yeah. evidence? No, just that, that proves beyond a reasonable doubt that that's damning for him. Well, the, apparently a couple of the girls have, like, video evidence. Okay, so if they have video evidence and he this did. goes to court and it doesn't get released. Especially some of those stories. That's does bad. Care? Okay, let's say hypothetically. Hypothetically, let's say you trade for Deshaun Watson this year. You give up uh, next year's first, now nah, this year's second because you don't have – I'm saying from a cult standpoint. This year's second, next year's first, and 2024's first. No. And he's going to miss six to t- ten games. Whatever. You know – Oh, so I mean, obviously, you have a chance to sign. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of noises. I'm not Ooh. the Sounds guy. Sounds like Tony I'm Romo. Honestly, dude, Ooh, I'm not the guy. Just sit here and argue about like exit, like as far no, as like, saying, contracts do you, do you and want things. Him? Like, do you want him for draft picks? I mean, fuck it, might as well. We're so close. Yes, let me give you. Let me let me three give, draft picks. Let me give you the. Let me give you, let me give you the cheat sheet to this question. The answer is absolutely. That's what I'm I saying. I don't care if Deshaun Watson is suspended for a full season. If you, if I trade for Deshaun Watson, if the Broncos are trading for Deshaun Watson right now, and they got to give up two firsts, a second, and a third over the next two years, I am 100% doing that trade because I will take 10 years of Deshaun Watson after that for those four picks. Right. Because Wait, that is well, something. That's, I, that's my question. Is like that is something I will suffer through. I will suffer. I will say, okay, look. Maybe maybe Drew Locke goes out there with Nathaniel Hackett, who had some pretty nice things to say about Drew Locke today in the Denver medium. Just saying that, throwing that out there. Maybe Drew Locke's career is not quite dead yet. Oh, it's My dead. boy Horsecock Locke still got some juice in him. It's dead. But what I'm saying is, worst case scenario, you got to roll a Drew Locke this year oh, because God. you're waiting while Deshaun Watson comes back from suspension. I am completely fine with that. No. <laughs> completely fine with that because now I know at the start of the 2023 season, we have a franchise quarterback going forward. Mm-hmm. We have all this talent. Yes, it's all a year older. It's all a year down the road. Anything can happen. I get Anything it. can happen, blah, blah, blah. But let's just say for the argument's sake that this roster looks just like it does, just it's one year older. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's still healthy. It's still there. And you're going to wait one year? Yeah, I'm still trading two first for Deshaun Watson. Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put a kibosh on this right now. The only thing you have to worry about, I don't really think the Colts care as much, but like the Denver is still looked about, looked a, looked at by other owners as like a prestigious team. So I can't picture them saying yes to the PR hit they may incur by taking on Deshaun Watson, like they do with like the PR. The owner does like the owner goes to strip clubs and has cocaine in his pocket, man. So I, don't, I don't think he, you know. that's what I'm saying. I don't think PR is like hit top but, of his list of things of care about. If there's one thing that we've learned about the NFL, no one cares. Some, yes, yeah, some owners no one, do. No one cares, though. That's the thing. Like, the PR hit that the Broncos would take, 
No one gives a shit. The NFL is going to put, they're going to program the Goodell bot to go out there and run damage control, just like they did with this Brian Flores thing, which, oh, look at that. Ooh, look who got a job. And look at where he got the job. Wow, what a shock. And let me just say this. Miami fans, racist pieces of shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nobody, nobody fucking cares. Like no one's gonna give a shit. The 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 PR. I can't wait for someone to be like. I'm gonna the, N- the NFL was begging for the PR hit that they were that the there were teams ignoring the Rooney Rule and circumventing it and not taking it seriously to avoid the potential PR hit of one of their owners bribing a coach to throw games. Yo, throw games so we can get this kid. Throw games so we can get this kid Joe Burrow out of LSU. Uh, no, no, I'm not gonna do that. Um, well. Fuck you! I'll give you hundred grand. Like no, 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 no. Uh, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, by the way, you're all racist. It's like uh, of those two things, I'll be a racist. Yes, thank you. Uh, because the NFL would have a serious problem on its hands trying to bounce back from the PR nightmare that will be you're potentially rigging games, not the NFL as a body, but you know within the NFL that there is the you know point shaving or rigging games going on. Um, that is a much more damning story than say oh i don't know this uh affirmative action rooney rule that we implemented like what 13 14 years ago that we knew everybody was just gonna pander and circumvent anyway but we put it in there to appease people because that's what the nfl does they pander they don't actually do anything Mm -hmm. to make things easier or more equal they just say that they do and then say oh pat us on the back tell us how good we are thank you and then you do and then then something like this happens and you're like Outrage. So someone online brought up a dark horse team that could be a huge factor for Deshaun Watson, and I absolutely love the idea because this franchise has nothing to lose. They can give up basically all of their assets because if it doesn't work out, who cares? No one's watching them anyway right now. Detroit. No. The Jets. Close. Minnesota Vikings. Mm. Like, whatever. They're like, fuck it. You want, like, nine first-round picks? Whatever, like, we're up here in, like, the freezing cold, like, we're in a dome, and <laughs> honest to God, like, if, if they just say, what do you want, three first, here's three first, and three seconds, if they gave up, like, the Bo Jackson type of deal and said, here's all of our so, shit, and it doesn't work out, who cares? And, no and th- refresh my memory, but, and I might, I don't know if it was a fake article, and then I went and checked it, or if it was at that point of the night where I was falling asleep, so I don't quite remember. So but you kind of did, make up the story yourself? The, yeah, did the Vikings and, and Kirk Cousins like kind of agree to go separate ways, or was that in all my imagination? So I think there is a out in which the team would have to eat like one final big chunk, but they can do it after like a post June. But there, but Kirk Cousins and the Vikings are they're they're amicably yeah. splitting up, right? And that and <clears throat> and a new coach is going to want to come in and do his own thing. That was a real thing, right? That's I'm a not real making thing. That, up. that is one hundred percent real. And Kirk Cousins knows he's probably going to be a backup somewhere next year. Or maybe he'll go. Maybe uh, your boy <laughs> Frank Reich will be like, I can fix cousin. Oh, it was no. the Panthers. Like, God damn it! No, it was, it was no, it was the Panthers. That's what it was. Um, no, the Panthers have like fifteen quarterbacks. Right? Yeah, no, no. The, but the Panthers. Uh-huh. The the rumor. The rumor was that's what it was. The rumor was that the Panthers had called the Vikings about potentially uh, trading for the um, for, uh, for Kirk Cousins. But uh, Kevin O'Connell came out and said that no, he wants to build around Kirk Cousins. So conflicting, re- conflicting reports there, a little bit, re- 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 uh, a little bit conflicting. But again, you don't know who's full of shit and who's not. I There's mean, no way Kevin. O'Connell we literally watched Josh McDaniels come into Denver 12 years ago and say, "I'm not getting rid of anybody. This offense is great." Oh, by the way, Brandon Marshall and Jay Cutler, two biggest parts of this offense. Bye. Adios. The only guy who's staying for this offense is Dan Graham. Hope you guys like Kyle Orton, bitch. 
You're like, what the fuck? Daniel Graham was like, I mean, I know Jay Cutler isn't exactly like, you know, first ballot Hall of Fame material. At that point, he was, you know, had more, you know, we didn't, hadn't seen all of it yet, but God damn, like Kyle Orton, like the man was a career bagger. Like he was bagging up Rex Grossman for fuck's sake. Like, come on. Which is why I think that if they do get rid of Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo would probably go right to Oakland or Las Vegas. So that's the other thing about this is that there's there's the rumor of which brings us to the Brady thing. Mm-hmm. So Brady is now rumored the beef between Brady and Bruce Arians kind of bubbled up sometime late last week because he's fat. And there was a rumor out there that Brady, the reason Brady retired was not because he wanted to or didn't think he could play anymore. It was because of philosophical disagreements with Fatty. Bruce Arians, who Sean is obviously a huge fan of. I believe you wrote a fantastic article article about him. The woke. Calling him the woke, the worst of all time. The woke. Dude, he, think about it. If I'm going on a quick rant. This man was given more top first-round quarterbacks, top pick, first pick, first round of all time. He had Carson Palmer. He had Peyton Manning. He's had... Uh, oh my god, I'm going fucking brain dead. He's had uh, Big Ben, even though he wasn't a first overall pick. He's had a plethora of uh, Jameis Winston, obviously another one. A plethora of these men, and he has underperformed with these like all-time quarterbacks. Yeah. He's been the luckiest son of a bitch to ever coach in my life. Like, imagine just being handed top round talent after top round talent after top <laughs> round talent for your whole career, and he's just being like, "Yeah, that's what I do." It's like, fuck you. Like, wear your kangaroo hat on the sideline and break your ankle standing kangaroo up. Kangaroo hats. Whatever. Piece of shit. Kangaroo hats. Wear your marsupial lid. Dude, I just... He's just a, a, I just an awful... To, I just wanted the same He's marsupial. an awful coach. He does absolutely nothing. He relies on everybody else. He is like an older version of Josh McDaniels. That, that's the problem I have with Josh McDaniels, too. Just sucks up on everybody else's success, and he's like, oh, I was there. It's like, yeah, you can fucking do it. I don't know. It just it's true. I mean... Me. Uh, yeah, Bruce Arians, you could make the, but he did do a great job in Indy when when Pagano was out with the with the whole cancer thing, I and so. he, you know, he kept that ship upright and did he did really good things. But I think you're right when it's his team, it's his show, you know, it's when it's his monkeys, his circus kind of deal. Like yeah. it's it's gonna be, he's not that great at coordinating a full team. Now, granted, he took over a pretty stacked team in Tampa. And a stacked team in Arizona. They insert right. Arizona was pretty stacked as well, uh, and then they they just inserted Tom Brady, and it was like, okay, can you not throw thirty interceptions? Brady's like, yep. yeah, I can do that. I mean, I'm going to give you like one tenth of that in the championship game. And you'll have to overcome that, but I think you're okay with that. And they were like, yeah, that's fine because Aaron Rodgers is going to do the same anyway. Whatever. <laughs> that's it. Par for par. Yep. So it was just tit for tat. Um, but no, the, so the Brady rumors are are wildly amusing because he's now, now people are starting to wonder, okay, is Brady trying to angle his way out of Tampa Bay? And if so, where would he go? Now, the Bucks have come out and said, before anybody gets too excited, the Bucks have come out and said, if Brady decides to not retire and play in 2022, that they fully expect him to be the Buccaneers quarterback come opening day. So... They still own his rights for a year, so he would have. If he were to unretire, there would have to be a, a trade or some sort of, you know, the the Bucks would have to just outright release him, which I can't foresee that happening. I don't know why they would do that. Right. You know, there's nothing they would gain nothing by letting him go. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're like, oh wait, you want to retire now? You want to go play for another team, and we're just supposed to release you? 
Like, yeah, we know you're Tom Brady, but fuck you. Like, play for us. And and nothing happens to them because there's nothing they're going to lose. Like, they're not going to gain anything. They're not going to lose anything. Um, yeah, I don't know. It would be a very interesting scenario. But let's just say, hypothetically, that Brady does convince the Bucks to trade him. There's two spots, two landing spots that stick out really, really, really in a loud kind of way. Number one would obviously be San Francisco. He's been tied to San Fran for a while now, which is him and Rodgers, both big San Fran fans, big Joe Montana fans. I think Brady would love nothing more than to go to the Bay and bring them a ring. I think that would be his. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. I think that would be his like, okay, now I can retire. After Moment. he has eight rings and he yeah. gives San Francisco one more to have than the Patriots. Eight rings and he can join Joe Montana in the, you know, Niners ring of fame or something like that. Like, okay. The second one, and this is going to piss off every single Patriots fan in the history of the world, <laughs> is none other than the Miami Dolphins. Oh, not. I don't yeah. see that one anymore. Now, the new coach, we don't know a ton about the new coach. Young kid. Could be the next fucking Sean McVay. Oh, careful. Could be the next Josh McDaniels. We don't know. We are going to find out. However, however, there is a... Paul and I uh, were made aware of this highly exclusive neighborhood in Miami that has, what uh, what was it, uh, 72 residents? Oh, no, it was 36 residents. Yeah, it's... 36 houses... A full golf course, full amenities. It's a gated, fully gated community private. that has its own police force, private a private police, police force, force yeah. with two officers per home. So each home basically has, that's the ratio. There's 36 houses, and I think it was whatever, yeah. like 80 officers or something like that that okay. they had working at this private. It is the most exclusive piece of property in Florida. Like, you don't just get to, like, you can't just go but like anybody can like afford to live there that has that kind of money. It's all about being like kind of like a boys club. Like you've got to be accepted into this neighborhood. We got the we got to drive by it on a boat. Yeah. It's and we not were, a place that you'd expect. It's not like your well, typical like It was right, but it's just highly exclusive. And Giselle and Brady built a house in there. I think it was like a 17 million dollar home. I'm I'm fairly certain it might have been even the one that they filmed the uh uh No, that was Jeter's house. The Tuck Rule? With Charles Woodson and, and Brady? No, that was the Jeter house. Was it so, the Jeter house? Yeah. I thought that was, okay. So, yeah, because that would make that, sense. They filmed that months ago, that's why. I was going to say, because that, that would not that would have been really quick. Like, that house would have been just done. Yeah, no, there's if no it, way. If it had been done. But anyway, so I know that they built a house in that neighborhood, mm -hmm. which is wild, because that place is seriously fucking insane. So could you, but even more insane than that, getting into that neighborhood is, could you imagine Tom Brady... Suiting up in a Dolphins uniform on opening day this year? No. I think it's Indian, I think, Indian I think, Creek. I think his only I think his only time I forget the guy told us in the poll. I think it's Indian Creek. Creek. It would have been two years ago. It would have been that time two years ago. It was either then or never. Like I think now no. I think he's done with Florida. I think it's only San Francisco. I think it's San Francisco or bust. If that if that's the case. Well, I the only reason I say Florida is because if you have a permanent if you build in that neighborhood, you're that's your permanent residence. Okay, so Brady's going they're gonna live in Miami now. Uh for quite a while, yes. So, it would make sense if he still wanted to play to not have to fly all the way across the country and be away from his family, mm. which are at their permanent residence. Joey Fads Radio, roll one, two, one. Hey, what's up, boys? What's going on, yeah, Pat? What's happening? 
Joey, not to steal your fuel, but just to make a quick comment. Do you think there's any chance? I heard some stupid rumor that if Steven Ross gets kicked out, maybe TB12 becomes a my, minority owner and plays for the Dolphins. No. Is that, can that even happen? Yeah, yeah, it could. I mean, if he's not playing, then yes. There's something, but you can't be a player and an owner at the same time. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm okay. sure there's a way that they could finagle that. I mean, if you're that rich, then I guess they could. I, I think what you're getting at is that they, they can't pay you. In, like they can't pay your salary, like they can't pay you like a million dollars a year, and then give you like two percent ownership in the in like or whatever in the in the franchise or or five percent okay. ownership in order to circumvent the cap. I don't think there's any rule against you being an owner and a player, but there is a rule. There is a rule that exists that would prevent you from being able to because that that would just be because then Jerry Jones would be like, hey man, listen. I'm going to pay you $5 million a year. I know that's well on the league average, but uh, I'll give you 2% of the Dallas fucking Cowboys, huh? I'll give you 200,000 shares of the Cowboys. Yeah, like, so, so that's, so, I mean, it could possibly happen, which we would make sense because if he's going to live and be a permanent resident in Miami, yeah, and you're going to do TB12 and you're going to do stuff down there, makes sense to become part owner of the Dolphins, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean... They already got what ten owners anyway. Like, who cares? What's one more? Do you, uh, Joey? Do you? What, what was your initial reaction today when you saw the Aaron Rodgers close? Do you feel better or worse? What do you think? Oh, I feel a lot better about him coming to Denver. I just okay, yeah, that's what I meant. I just I I don't know if I feel better about where Aaron Rodgers is at mentally. Um, okay. He, it's you know that it was a little it was a little unnerving because it's like okay, either this guy's like, you know, he's he's a bottle and a half of tequila deep. You know, and he's just, and he's just, you know, he's out there just like spilling his guts, or maybe he saw the light and found Buddha or something. I don't know, like Buddha, Buddha. <laughs> I think you had an ER by accident. You found Buddha. Buddha is. I don't know. Maybe Buddha is who he found. Buddha. We maybe he just invented a new god because yeah, it's maybe, him. because Aaron Rodgers is like I'm so awesome. Uh, I can't worship all the traditional he gods. Should, into he should a, call Brett and see what he's up to. I heard he was on some insane weight loss thing that, like, makes you, I don't know, that's to be gross, but makes you, like, throw up, or he's coming off some insane workout cleanse. I, I don't yeah, know. That, I read that, too. I wasn't sure. I thought that was, like, a, a meme or a, or a troll job, so I didn't <laughs> I didn't mention it, but, yeah, Dude, I saw he, the same thing. He lost a shit ton okay. of weight this past offseason. Why does he want to lose more weight? It makes no sense yeah. to me. Because he wants to be mobile. Because he knows when he gets to Denver, those extra pounds are going <laughs> to hinder him with the high altitude. And when he's playing all those high altitude clouds, he's going to be fast on the field. Yes, he'll be much quicker. And when he kicks a football, it's going to go through the clouds. And, uh, Fats, I got to ask, um, I, I'm gonna, I won't lie to you guys. I'm jumping on the NBA train only because the Celtics got good again. Fats, quickly, then I'll go back to football. Uh, what's, up, what's going on with LeBron and the Lakers? Uh, LeBron's done with the Lakers. Okay. I mean, which, and honestly, at this point, not a moment too soon. Like, yeah. it, it, I'm cool. You came to L.A. You did what I needed you to do, which was win yeah. me a bunch of bets with a bunch of idiot Celtics fans. And but he big and, asshole, and that was it. Um, but no, he's basically by saying what he said the other day about being like, maybe I'll play. I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, opposed to coming back to Let's Cleveland. Go where his son's I'm going. gonna go play with Bronny, assuming Bronny yeah. makes it to the NBA, which is also yeah. like, you know, pretty big assumption. He would be like, he'd go to a team and be like, you're gonna draft my son, or I'm gonna kill him. I, I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm gonna kill everybody in this but room. At the end of the day, I think that it pretty much cemented the fact that he's all set. With the Lakers, he's all set. It just seems like he's set with basketball right now. He's like, he's all set. Yeah, with he's just collecting game checks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
He passed Will. I think that was his big thing. He wanted to pass Will. He's going to play until he owns every single record, and he's going to go and he's going to hop teams and, and everything else. And one thing I did want to say about Tom Brady, too, is I hope if Tom Brady does go to San Fran, that all these fucking Boston fans that gave LeBron shit for ring chasing <laughs> keep that same fucking energy dude, when I'll Brady be, does I'm going to be legit pissed. I'm going to be, like, legitimately, like, fuck off, dude. Because people don't realize it, but Brady's already gone ring chasing once, and if he goes to the Niners and goes to a stacked-ass Niners team, I I really, 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 really hope everybody in Boston keeps that same energy that they have for LeBron and all these NBA players. I know they won't, but I'm going to make sure that I remind them. No, because you're going to see a bunch of people wearing Tom Brady. Honestly... Like that's a kind of a cool jersey, like the 49ers. Like yeah. Brady in a Brady in a Tampa jersey, disgusting looking. I never thought that was cool. I thought that was just ugly and hideous shit. Brady in a 49ers jersey, all right, that's kind of cool. I'm not gonna buy one, and I'm not gonna support him. 49ers jerseys are very crisp. I know that's what I'm saying. Like if Brady the went to the Chargers, one. I'd be like, ooh, <laughs> like I have a reason to buy a Chargers oh, jersey. Oh, powder blue. Uh, but no, uh, to answer your question, Pat, I think LeBron's done in L.A. Okay. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers tried to move him. In the offseason. Dude, they should. And just say, fuck it. Like, Send them to the trailblazers. Honestly, like, this this whole Russell Wellsbrook, Carmelo Anthony thing, uh, you know, all these guys, like, the, the, oh, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me start before that because those were ancillary players. The LeBron AD thing, it worked once. I, I don't know that it's ever going to work again. Yeah. And I, I would be completely fine with the Lakers kind of blowing it up, especially... Honestly, like I think if you move LeBron, you got to move AD too, uh, because you can't you can't really keep like you can't build around AD. He's not reliable enough. He's yeah, too injury prone. I don't know who they would go get, but I think at that point you just you bring in like a bunch of like kind of like B plus B minus players Dude, and West get and stack up some drafts draft picks and kind of hope to hit. Um, I don't know. I, I think the Lakers are going to be. I think it's going to be another one of these like kind of flux. Next two years are going to be kind of like iffy for the Lakers. Straight garbage. But the good thing is, is that you know, like I always say, we're the Lakers. Yeah. And we get who we want whenever we want, for the most part. So it really doesn't matter. They're just going to go out and be like, "Oh, you're a free agent. Welcome to L.A." And they're going to go, "Cool, cool. I'll do that." That's the one with the Dame. Oh, I want Dame Lillard in purple and gold so bad. Yeah. Big game, Dame. I, I've stopped watching the Celtics this year. I won't go back. Yeah, me too. I have I, no idea I've, about I've what's made, going on. I, I said it, I said yeah, it back. Nope. Sean, I got one question for you. Go ahead. What's up? Oh, would you rather um, get like an Allen Robertson or a big wide receiver for Mac or re-sign um, J.C. Jackson for a bajillion dollars? No, J.C. Jackson's not going to be that expensive. He's probably going to get like four years, $72 million, to be honest with you. He's going to get like 18 a year. I'm not good at math. That's probably like. That's what exactly what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> you think they? I know I suck at that. Do you think they pay him that? Yeah. I I I'm I'm to, I'm totally fine with JC getting get because JC's only 26. And you got to remember too, Pat, the cap next year is going to explode, dude. Oh. I, like in Belichick, dude, Belichick. That that contract is going to be a this time next year. That contract will be look like a deal. Belichick booted oh. out Steph. Stefan, Stephen Gilmore, or Stefan Gilmore, is actually right. Gilmore. Yeah, right. I said Stefan. Like I said it with an emphasis. Like Stefan. He Diggs. booted out Stefan Gilmore and just said, "JC's my guy," like w- without saying that because Belichick doesn't talk to the media about shit like that. But he said, yeah. "Nope, I don't want Gilmore anymore. Thanks for what you've done. You're on the back end of your career. Adios." And he just 
booted him out, and nothing. Belichick loves nothing more than promoting from within because he wants mm. the guys in the team to see, like, listen, if you play good, that whole misconception of the Patriots don't play people is bullshit. We pay guys that we want to be here because either they're cultural leaders, they're part of the defense. We've paid those guys. We paid Seymour the first time around. We didn't pay him the second deal. We paid Vince Wolfork. We paid the Teddy Bruskies. We paid Donta Hightower. We moved on from Chandler Jones, who actually might come back. I mean, they they pay the guys they want to. We paid McCordy top of the market. We paid, yeah, you know, all these guys that we kept top we of the market here. to you. We paid these guys because that's who they want to create the culture. If Patriots let guys go, it's because they're like, listen, we're gonna cap you out this much. You're not as important as these other guys to us, and that's that's the whole thing. I think JC is the next defensive back leader. McCordy's gonna be retiring. McCordy just said one more Elaine. year. Don yeah. Hightower is probably already done. His he probably might retire this offseason already. I, I just think, I think JC's not going anywhere. I think and I really think that JC likes it here. I think he likes Boston. Dope. That's just me. And honest to God, I heard a rumor today that the Patriots are all in on Juju Smith Schuster, and love I was it. and I was like love heartbroken. It. Love it. It's about love two it. years love too it. late. Nope, I love it because that would be an absolute. That's a Patriots pick, hundred percent. Gem of a low. That's what it is. Inexpensive free agent signing of that is the and that is the perfect kind of guy. That is the absolute quintessential Belichick guy. Sure is. High IQ football player, kind of a bonehead off the field. Yep. <laughs> no, Bel- he's, that guy's got Belichick re- recovery know. project written all over. But I, I really, really, really want a number one guy. And yeah. Belichick is Belichick does not believe. I don't know if you're going to get one this year. No, I don't think so either. Because I don't know that there's one available. Well, I'd take Godwin in Isn't heartbeat. Isn't there a ton of free agents? Godwin. I, yeah, but I don't know. Can you afford Godwin, though? We can afford. I was, I was going to say two max contracts. That was fucking ridiculous. I just said that. We can afford like two 15 to 18 million guys, plus still have enough room. See, I think Godwin's going to get more than that. I think Godwin's going to get somewhere in the I think, of 2021. I think Godwin might take a two-year deal. Or one year deal because he went, he's going to he's going to want to reset his value after the ACL tear. That actually could work That's out why I, in, in your favor. Yeah, if you get him on like a one year rental kind of thing. Yes, and you ma- get max production because the guy's going to want to show out for free agency. And I love those deals. Mm, That's how yeah. I base all my. This is a, this is fantasy football second. <laughs> if guys win the last year of their deals, I draft those guys like fucking nuts because those guys overproduce those final years to go out. And make oh money. yeah, contract year guys always. That's just me. But uh, no, I I, I I think that would be I think if you could pair up Juju and Godwin, oh my God! And then because now you're gonna give uh, you're well, gonna I'm g- cutting Aguilar. I'm not paying him eleven eleven. Million no no dollars. no, you're not paying him. But you get him and uh, and then you get Hunter Henry and I think you, uh, Johnu Smith is eventually gonna figure it out. Yeah, I think Smith. a new offensive coordinator will figure it out because Josh McDaniels is like oh. Josh. Oh my God! I should I should have told this to Durant last week. Josh McDaniels said I he said I can't wait to use a double tight end set in, in, in Las Vegas with um with Waller and the other dude there. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? You didn't talking use it about. here. And you had two top tight ends. Oh, yeah. oh my God. I, just, I, I think he was thinking man. more Hernandez-Gronk than he was Johnu Hunter. I want to I want to kill that man. I'm glad he's gone. I'm so frustrated. Josh yeah. McDaniels. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, not Durant. <laughs> no, I, no. I'll be comment and listen to boys. You guys Pat, listen. thanks for the call, bud. Appreciate it, Pat. Thanks, bro. Later, bro. Um, what was I gonna say off of that? I had a really quick question to double up on that. Yeah, the Patriots. I don't know what the hell they're doing on offense. I'm scared of the shit. They have no offensive uh, coaches. They're like Joe Judge and Matt Patricia are gonna call the offense. I'm I like, mean, I'm does it end my life? Does it matter? Really? Does yes, it matter? I'm terrified. I, I, I don't know that it matters because as Joey, long as the hoodie is involved, Joey, the right I, guy will be. In I the didn't right want position. two coaches back in the Patriots after they left. 
I didn't Joe want Judge. Matt, I didn't want I didn't want Matt Patricia to come back and here he is, and I didn't want Joe Judge and here he fucking is, and I'm like, I feel like that guy on on, on the TikToks. Like, what Emotional am I do? damage. I wanted Bob. Give me back Bill O'Brien. We flourished under that dude. I don't understand. Yeah, Bob was good. He was great for you guys. But that's the thing, though. You've got to remember, when you bring these guys back in under Belichick, it's different than what you saw with them on their own. Everybody who leaves the Belichick. I mean, the Belichick coaching tree is going to be one of the most failed coaching trees of all time. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, it is insane how these guys will they'll, they'll cut their teeth under Belichick for a decade, and then they'll go and they'll go to be a head coach somewhere, and they're just like, meh. Dude, I thought I don't, I don't know what a football is. How do we football uh, again? Dude, I thought Flores it? was gonna make it, and then Flores got fired, and he was like racist, and I'm like, oh no, he failed too. Like I can't, I don't understand what happens to these guys. Like the only guy you could actually say who flourished after he left was probably Romeo Cornell. He didn't want to be, a, he was a head coach briefly, but he didn't really want to be a head coach, and he was been a defensive coordinator for like what 15 years after. Well, he left? He, right, but I'm saying as a head coach, I mean Bill O'Brien is the most successful one. It's not even close. Yeah, I guess he basically ran. I mean, Houston. He, he ran the Texans into the ground, but he also ran them into the playoffs a bunch of times too. And, mm. and one AFC Championship game, one. No, they lost the divisional round to the Chiefs. Okay. Remember that was the fake punt, up twenty-four nothing. They ran the fake mm. punt. That was the divisional round. And that was the game. They lost what the, year the, was that? That was uh, twenty nineteen. And that's when Walker hurt in the playoffs again. That oh, was yeah. that was the year. That was the year that Kansas City won the Super Bowl because then they went on to beat uh, the Titans. Speaking of what, he also wants out of the Cardinals now too. I feel like the Cardinals are all of a sudden like a sinking ship. Dude, everyone, everyone, everyone yeah. hates everybody there. Everyone's just like, get me out of this place. Like this midget. I got lime sodi waddies downstairs under the bus. He, I think Kyler Murray just has Napoleon syndrome, and everyone just t- doesn't want to be around him. They're like, this dude is just an asshole. I mean, it's it's just so interesting because it's you you. No one says you, anything you bad about You got a kid Kingsbury. that talented, right? You got a kid that talented, but like, what in God's name? But see, but that does fall on Kingsbury, in my opinion, because if King, if you have the diva quarterback and he's a head case and he's this and that, as the head coach, your one job is to get everybody pulling in the same direction. Sure, of course. And if your franchise is attached to this midget bobblehead with a rocket of an arm. Your job is to get everybody to buy into that midget rocket arm. I'm sorry, but that's that's your job as a head coach, and that's where Kingsbury, you could make the case, is failing. He, uh, it's hard to say he's failing when they had that good of a season, but they looked bad in the playoffs. Well, they started off what seven and one. Yeah, and they still they finished kind of strong. Ten and. No. Seven? Weren't they like eleven and six or twelve and five? Or Maybe like they were, but they at one point I think they were seven and zero. Oh. Uh, yeah, they started off red hot. Yeah, they finished eleven and six. Yeah, okay, that's exactly. Yeah, what they I were thought. seven and zero, only to finish eleven and six. So, I mean, not a great finish, especially when you look at that three-game losing streak with the uh, the Rams at the Lions and the Colts. But that was one of a bunch of teams that had COVID too. Like, don't forget a couple of Arizona games. Like, like a lot of the team had COVID, and like half the team had to miss the game. Which it is whatever. It's COVID season. Shit, and, yeah, so, but it but affects whatever. everybody exactly. And and where's and where's DeAndre Hopkins been? You know, Hurt wh- again. What what is going on with that? Like that guy was a rock for the Texans for years. Goes to Arizona, Wheels one good year, off. and just that's it. Yep. Again, which brings me to one of my reoccurring points on the show: Do not invest. And I know the Cardinals did. Do not invest heavy resources into wide receivers. Uh, you know we didn't talk about it, but we can no longer say that 
Yes, how can. how often have we said on this show and, and all sports shows in general, name me one wide receiver who's carried their team to the playoffs in a Super Bowl win. We can name one guy now. Cooper no, no, no. We can name... Oh, oh, a receiver. Yes. Uh, but no, but you could also make the... But A, first of all, he was already there. They didn't invest heavy resources into him. No, but he's the only guy that you can ever say, like... Thank you. He can, he can be the only guy that ever breaks that rule. Like, what... No, 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 no. I would say no. I, I, all right. W- wins the Super Bowl? He has to, if you mean wins the Super Bowl, sh- okay. But I don't know that Cooper Cup carried them because do they, sure? do they win it without Cooper Cup? No. Probably not. Mm-hmm. But do they win it without Odell? Probably not. Probably, do they, yes. Do they, they already did. Do they, win it, do they win it without Eckler? Probably not. What do you mean they won it without Eckler? Eckler's without not Odell? on that team. I'm sorry. What did I say? Uh, not Eckler. The other Weddle. No, no, the other running back in L.A. There's no one there. Sony the run- Michelle? No. Henderson? Yeah. Austin Eckler. Uh, that's, no. No, that's San Diego. That's San Diego. No, what's the fucking kid that fumbled twice against Brady? Oh, Cam Akers? Akers, thank you. I'm oh, like, but he just got back. I knew you were talking about something. I'm I like, know, but he's, uh, a, but he's a fucking great player. He's a great player. Right? Okay, that Rams, right. look, the Rams were stacked going into this season. We knew that. We all knew this. They we were all, all in. They went all in. They went all in on Matt Stafford before the season, and then during the season, they grabbed Von Miller and Odell. They've already got Aaron Donald. They've got Jalen Ramsey, who, by the way, played a pretty good game in the Super Bowl. I don't know if anybody No, did. he did not. Yes, he did. Jalen Ramsey was trash. No, he did not. No, he did not. He actually, go back and watch the film. I'm telling you, I I'm went back. Even, and, I'm not even counting I went, the face mask I went him. back. I went back and watched it. Jalen Ramsey played a hell of a lot better than people giving him credit for. I don't know. A hell of a lot better because there was a lot of times they threw him a lot. There was yeah, and there was a lot of times he was right there, especially on the undercutting, crossing routes and stuff. I watched Baldy and somebody else break it down the other I'm day. I'm not saying he's Eli and Apple, but I'm he saying was like, he was actually outside of the outside of the the, the T Higgins face mask the that didn't get yada. that didn't get called and the ridiculously absurd catch that Jamar Chase made on him. Outside of those two plays, Jalen Ramsey was like. Pretty much unstop like uh, he was untouchable. Mm. I'm telling you, go back and go go back and watch. I'll watch it again when, when, when it when it comes on next time on NFL. I just want I just want to throw that little sidebar out there because everybody I keep seeing people giving give shit to Jalen Ramsey and I'm like I did and I didn't remember I him saw having a lot of it. I didn't remember him having that bad of a game during the game except those two plays. I'm like okay and you know whatever the the the, the face mask one. Not his fault. Not his fault. You got beat. The right. Jamar Chase one, look, at some point, like sometimes somebody is just there. Someone's going to beat you. It's going to happen. It was a great throw and an even better catch. And Jamar Chase is, for what oh all, all for all intents and purposes, the future of the league at wide receiver right now. we got to wait until next year. Everyone hits a sophomore slump, and Jamar Chase could go from ridiculous rookie of the year this year to, like, middle of the pack Journeyman next year. Yeah, like, you never know, man. That's what sucks with wide receivers. I like, know. Everyone's just like, oh my god, this guy is next level, gonna play out of his mind, be good for 15 years. Well, and that's that guy because, is garbage. Because that's because in this in this league, and again, this goes back to my whole don't invest heavy resources into receivers. That's tough. If they're so quarterback dependent, you know, you long gone. It feels are the days of guys where Randy Moss can go out and make Jeff George look good when he comes in in a backup role. Or, you know, he can go out and make Matt Castle look good and go lead the league in touchdowns with the back of quarterback throwing him the ball. You know, th- those those games, I feel those days I feel like are gone. Uh, or there's just not that much that these guys are, they're, they're talented, but they're very scheme dependent and very quarterback dependent. Right. 
I, I six to one, I guess feels either way. But look, at the end of the day, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, like those two guys right now, as far as young dudes in the league, mm. they look like they're going to be battling this thing out. Like you know, I don't know if I can T.O. and Moss. Shit, even Jalen Waddle you can throw in there. He came on hard in the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, Waddle came on really hard. I mean, we haven't even really seen what Jerry Judy can do. I mean, we've seen flashes of it, but we've never seen him with a real quarterback yet. Speaking of same draft class, C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb. I'm a gigantic fan of. I'm a huge C.D. Lamb guy, too. So, I mean, there's a lot of talent out there, but, again, that just comes yeah. back to the whole. But I, wanted, ball, I just wanted to. Uh, like a, who, Hollywood? Hollywood Brown? Hollywood Brown? What about nah, him? Nah, he's getting looked the fuck up. Is he, yeah. Now, nah, Holly yeah, Brown, he, yeah, he gets he's blown been, up he's a lot. I know he was coming up big. He's I didn't fragile. know how he was doing. He's, I just, I just thought the name was thrown in there. He's he very involved. fast, cousin of Antonio Brown. He comes from a good family that's like oh, athletic. Is he? Is yeah. He that, oh boy. Yeah, that's why he's called Hollywood so Brown. So he's got meltdown all over but, him coming up. But like, let me tell you, <laughs> yeah, let's not paint with a broad he's brush a, here. He's a, he's a he's a tiny kid, and he's got blown up and missed some time already. Yeah. But everyone's saying that the other kid they drafted for Baltimore, um, he's gonna be the one to watch. Oh, you just drafted him last year. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about, too. Fucking, um... Damn it. Uh, uh, Rashad Bateman. Bateman. Thank yeah, you. everyone's oh, saying please. he's going to be, like... He reminds them of, like, Anquan Bolden. That's what he reminds them oh. of. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. No, so, uh... I just wanted to throw that in about Jalen Ramsey, though, because I, I, I see a lot of Jalen Ramsey slander all over social media. It's probably me. And I, I just I just want to be... I just want to be fair, okay? Would he give up a buck 50, a buck 60? Yeah, but that's including the 75 yards. 75 yards. Right, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, one play was basically the chunk of that. So, what, like, any normal corner would have given up, like, But then Jamar Chase had that other long Buck touchdown City. on him, too, which right. was just an insanely nice catch. And right. don't forget the last play of the game, which didn't happen. <clears throat> right, he got... fell be- down. Well, he fell... Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, but and, and listen, I know... That could have, should have. I'm not going to do this. the third worst play he made. What it could have, should have. I'm not going to do that. But if Burrow doesn't get uh, sacked by Aaron Donald... And he throws that easy completion to Chase. He's Ramsey wa- Ramsey loses the Super Bowl for the Rams. Yeah, he's the go- he's he's probably the goat at that point. Honestly, if Burrow would have like rolled out way. the other way and just hummed it down, and they had won, I probably would have been fucking pumped on it. That would have been a sick. Yeah, play. I would have been okay if the. It still would have been like a minute and twelve seconds, a minute ten seconds ago, though. I think, right? No, that was no. Four, oh, no they that get was the ball back with like a minute and ten seconds, a minute and twelve. That's seconds. No, that okay. was the fourth down. No, I know, but how much time was left if he had hit Joe? If he just hits... over a minute, because as soon as the Rams get the ball back, they kneel it twice, and the team doesn't take any timeouts. So like fuck it, with with dead. Right, right, right. But I'm saying is there would have been like what 45 seconds left on the clock Something if like that. Jamar Chase catches that and walks into the end zone. Didn't Ramsey fall on the last play that Donald sacked him on? on yes, the, that was what we're talking about. about. The fourth play, yeah, yeah. With like with like with, with no seconds left. The last no, no, last no, no, play. No, that was wasn't no, the last no. last play. No, no there wasn't. That was the fourth down play, but it's still like a minute left to go. There was still, I think if he had hit Chase on that play, it would have been like four, whatever. We're lamenting over something that really is irrelevant. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no point. I in, hate that shit. What? I love talking about it, but I hate that shit. Like, people have revisionist history. People are like, what if Asante Samuel caught the ball? But he fucking yeah. did it. <laughs> oh, no, no, don't get me wrong. I love playing the what-if game, but if we're sitting, but we're sitting here trying to block. figure out how many seconds would have been left on the clock. Like, it, yeah. like it fucking matters. I, I, I just thought the play I just, I thought the play where Jalen fell down was the last play of the game where Joe Burrow got sacked and he just it was. tried to hum it up to no, fucking No, no, the, the Rams took two knees after that. Yes. Oh, wow. All right. So there was the Rams came in the field. And they so there was a, there would have been at least there would have been at least thirty uh, four. There would yeah, there would have been at least forty five seconds or forty one seconds left on the clock. Right, right. Joey Fast Radio, roll one, see one. <laughs> All back, bitches. <laughs>
I want the monkey to have a sports opinion though before he hangs up. I don't. Just what? Eat... What? Are you Harambe's cousin? No, I just eat Chunky Monkey. Oh, that's too bad because I because I, I would. That's I would... not even the good Ben and Jerry's. You should be. I mean, I, I know. Ice My roommate cream. took it. <laughs> My roommate took it. <laughs> well, it's all right. We'll take you to the zoo. Maybe you can get ice too. Uh, well, thanks. Though. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Wait. So, how do you feel about the uh, sports? That's exactly how the NBA All Star game went. To be honest with you, actually, that was was terrible. That was more entertaining than the dunk contest. Yeah, I heard the dunk contest contest was absolutely. What was so shit about it? I saw absolutely no highlights, no nothing. Nobody even posted about it. Like, dude, I'll I'll send you. I'll send you some highlights. It's bad. Like the dunks were just terrible. They they kept missing dunks like left and right. (laughs) Dude, they showed Kareem get up at the end and was just like put on his hat. Like, he was like the Grandpa Simpson meme. Put on his hat and walked right before it even ended. He was like, I'm fucking Bye. done. No shit. Dwayne Wade at the end of it was just like, he held up like the nine ones. He goes, I'm going to give this dunk contest a six. And he was being kind. And everyone started laughing because wow. he gave the whole dunk contest a six total. Yeah, I heard it was pretty bad. But huh. it's because people were just missing dunks. Guys were doing like windmill dunks that people have been doing like in games for like 50 years now. And like people were like, this is not impressive at all. Well, I mean. It was very unimpressive. At, but at what point? Okay. I'm glad you brought this up because this is kind of an off-topic thing that we really didn't have on the agenda, but I feel like this could be for a decent debate. At what point do you, like, do you run out of shit to do with the basketball by shoving it in a hoop? Pretty like, much. I, I mean, there's really, like, it's not like, like, we talked about this the other day, right? We were it's talking about, about the... It's about creativity. Right, but... What can you do with this? How long has the dunk contest been going on? 30 years? Time. 35? 40 years? You gotta, you gotta think outside the box. You gotta make people laugh. You gotta do something that's... What do you want? A guy if... to jump from the rafters with a fucking parachute? Thank you! Like, ah! This like, is what I was gonna say. Right, like... now, you have to jump the shark with this shit. Like, everyone's a tomahawk. Everyone's taking this all serious. I want a guy to come in this and take nothing seriously. Him to just drive like a monster truck on the court and just be like, surprise! And just jump out of the monster truck and dunk So it. you want to do like what Dwight Howard and, and Blake cannon? Griffin did where they like raised the hoop to 10 feet and then yes. jumped over Kias and shit? Yes. Like, no, see, that was gimmicky. That was yes. bullshit. But here's my thing with the dunk contest, he though. You gave him mad money to do that. He yeah. was a commercial. Yeah, it was kind of, but that was lame as shit. I thought that was super gimmicky and super lame. But I, under, worse. I understand the criticisms that people have. But at the same time, what can you po- what else can you possibly do with the basketball? You're running out of shit. That's what I'm saying. Like You're we we, out we of were shit. talking about this the other day. We were watching. Uh, I don't know. We weren't watching it, but the Winter Olympics were on the TV. We were having lunch. Trash. And the Winter Olympics were on the TV. I watched zero seconds of it. Nobody did. And I, I know apparently nobody. Did. And uh, we were we were talking about the evolution of snowboarding and how. 25, 30 years ago, like when the X Games first came out and all this other stuff, like 720s and, and 980s or 1080s, 900s, 900s and 1080s were like, whoa, like, whoa. Now you got guys doing like 1772 zipty doo 1880s. Businessman 9000 fucking. 2160. Uh, I forget what it goes. It obviously goes by revolutions of 180, but my math sucks. So, <laughs> yeah, there is shit actually. Don't you mean beyond... revolutions of 360? Uh huh. Don't you mean revolutions of 360? No, act- no, it goes by Well, they measure it by 180. So okay. one they measure, by, they measure so by half 180, a turn. 360, 540, 720, 900. Okay. Okay. But it goes all the way up to like eight, 1880 is, what is that, five and a half or something like that or something like. 
They measure some pretty serious. I think the biggest thing in the competition is my just, it's a sixteen twenty is what they normally land in competition, like a skier. I don't think snowboard. A sixteen twenty would be four point five revolutions. Yeah, four and a half rotations is what a sixteen twenty is what normal skiers in the Olympics for like slope style or big air or big jumps usually That's crazy. put down. So yeah, it's pretty nuts because and if you remember, I had said this while we were sitting there watching it, and I'm like. I'm like because I kind of you know the 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 Winter Olympics is always like kind of like silly shit like yeah. like curling like all right like and I love the Jerry Jerry Callahan's take on this like how do you know you're the best in the world at curling like nobody does it like, <laughs> yeah, I know you know what I mean like how do I know Anybody I'm not the best curling guy like or like how do you become the best in the world at like the luge you're like all right I'm gonna go down this thing on this sled and I'm gonna go super fucking fast. But you're just like on this ice thing. It's like, all right, keep it on the rails and, and shit. yeah, yeah. Dude, I'll like, tell you, I'll tell you something. Like, how do you know you're the best in the world at that? But hold on, my but my point with this was, we were getting into the the whole the whole snowboarding thing, and Paul brought up a good point because obviously him and everyone in my family skis, snowboards, does something other than I, I'm the only one that doesn't. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand it from the like kind of the same point of view that they have, mm-hmm. and I'm like, all right, like. How many more twists can you really get? Like, how many more revolutions can you get out of something? And Paul brought up the point where he's like, dude, like, remember, like, 1080 snowboarding for N64? Like, no one had even landed a 1080 at that point when that video game came out. And I was like, and he's like, now they're landing, like, six whatever, 1600s and... 1620s. 18s. 1440s is usually snowboarding. You usually get less rotations out of snowboarding than you do skiing. Skiing... Right, yeah, so, yeah, right, 1440. Like, I remember landing a snow, uh, 1440 in Cool Borders once. Uh, that was pretty sweet. <laughs> but, like... sex tricky, bro. Yeah, yeah, but, like, I was like, how much more can you possibly get out of this sport? Like, okay, you're just trying to get as much air as you can and spin around as many times as you can and then land without eating shit. I'm like, at some point, right, physics is going to say, no. Like, enough is enough. And I feel like we've entered into that portion of the NBA dunk contest because the NBA dunk contest has now been around longer. You know, dunking balls has been around longer than people have been snowboarding, right? At some point, and snowboarding continues to progress. Skiing continues to progress. They're not there yet. There's still guys that are going bigger and harder, and that's all great, and it's really cool to watch. And to the skiing and snowboarding advantage that they have over basketball is that you can constantly change the terrain and the things that skiers and snowboarders do to adapt to new tricks and things like that. See? You're not thinking outside the box enough. If I'm a basketball player, I would say bring in a foot of snow and I'll dunk That's what I'm saying. Like how much... (laughs) How much can you do around dunking a ball in a hoop to right. make it like that much more exciting? When, when when Jordan took off from the free throw line in 1989 or 88 or whatever it was, we were in awe. Like the whole world was captivated. It literally became the logo of one of the biggest brands in the world. When we saw Dr. J do his thing or we saw Vince Carter stick his arm in the hoop and hang there, like... When we saw, like, we've seen some shit in our days, but you got to remember, like, that, what was that? The Vince Carter one was, what, 2000? 2001? Uh, it, was on the, it was on the Raptors, right? Yeah, yeah. that was, was... I think it was 21 years ago. No, I think we're talking 20-plus years ago. Yeah, I don't even know. And that right there was probably the peak dunk contest. Mm-hmm. I mean, have we, we haven't seen one better than that since. And my what I'm getting at with the dunk contest is, is this... 
if you don't have the star power, which the NBA doesn't because nobody does the dunk contest. None of the stars do. None no. of the stars nobody do. Nobody dunks anymore. Everybody shoots fucking threes. Well, no, none of the guys. <laughs> we, we've never seen LeBron in a dunk contest. Not interested. Or, or at least none that I can remember worth uh, worth no. I don't think he's ever done one. You know, we, we've never seen anybody. We never saw anybody in that, like, upper echelon elite player like you used to participate in the dunk contest. It's just kind of a fad that it is kind of faded away. Like, nobody's really interested in it anymore. And if no one's interested in it anymore, where's the innovation going to come from? Where's the where's right. the new thing going to come from that's going to get people interested? Because I, I couldn't name one guy. I think, what, maybe Carl Anthony Towns? Maybe. Was in the dunk contest? Yeah, I think I he might have won it. Um, I don't even know if he won the Oh, no, no. He won the three-point shootout. That's what it was. I had okay. no idea. So, yeah. I didn't watch a single minute of it. I didn't. Paul, I didn't even know it was on. Didn't even know it was taking place. I saw. Didn't even know this was All Star Weekend. Me neither. I was scrolling through my fucking comp, like the guide or whatever, and I see like Team LeBron versus Team Who? Who was the other guy? Who was the other team? I have no fucking idea. And James I'm like All Star Weekend, and I'm like, oh, and I kept I going. I have no idea. I think I put on like Motor Trend or whatever and watched some like old episodes of like the fucking one thing, bitch and rides or something. The one thing I died laughing at was they were introducing like all the the. Um the players and Hall of Fame guys and shit like that. And that Ray Allen came out and... Um, oh, Kevin Garnett. Oh, Kevin Garnett, Garnett stank eyed the shit out of I saw something Garnett about and Paul Pierce just blew him off and they were just like... I kind of... I kind of... It kind of gave me more respect for Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett is not one of my favorite players, notably on this show. No, People know if, how I if, feel about Kevin if Garnett. He, <laughs> if he played for the Lakers, you would fucking love him. I love Because KG. he is an old school... No, you turned your back on us. You're a piece of shit to me in real life forever. Like, this isn't like, we're not boys. We played the same thing, but oh, we yeah. played competitively. Yeah. He held that shit against him for life. He's Kevin like, Garnett's an OG, man. I'm telling you, he was my favorite individual player before I, he came to the Celtics on the Timberwolves. Right. I remember I, you liked him when he was a Timberwolves, like, in, yeah, like, Timberwolves. What, middle school or early high school uh, or something. Yeah, I thought was. KG was a badass. KG was cool. I didn't mind him then. I couldn't stand him when he got to Boston. For obvious reasons, but then as he, like, even as he, like, got, like, I liked him as a player when he came there, but then I hated his act, you know, when he was there. I felt like he was, like, a fake tough guy, like, you, nope. and then he wasn't a fake tough guy, but he was definitely selective in who he picked on, you know? Oh, absolutely. You know, he was definitely, like, <laughs> you know, when he went after, uh, Charlie Villanueva, and it's, yeah, and it's like, all right, bro, like, you ain't, like, you bringing that kind of noise to Charlie Villanueva's door, but, you know, when, you know, Lamar Odom and Kobe come to down, you, you, like, you you're like a church mouse, bro. Like, what's up? You know what I mean? Like, what's going on? And not to say he wasn't talking shit, but he wasn't bringing that kind of noise, you know? And I don't know. I just didn't really, like, I didn't like his act, if you will. Uh, like, the head button, the fucking stanchion, before, you know, under the pose. Like, all right, I'm like, all right, bro, we get it. Like, yeah, yeah, like, I don't even mind, like, the chest bumping and shit like that. Like, that shit, like, whatever, cool. Like, I like, I dig that. But, like, there was just a lot of stuff he did I didn't care for. But when he gave Ray Allen, like, just blew him off, I was like, brother, I, I, I gained a lot of respect back for you because you are about it. You ain't just talking. Like, you, those weren't just, that wasn't noise. That wasn't, that wasn't noise. This video like, but again, but again, Ray Allen, KG could probably clean his clock if he wanted to. Not you know it's not like he's doing that to Diesel you know what I mean it's not like he's he's coming up to you know fucking I don't know name a guy and he's like oh fuck you like Ben Wallace or some shit you know what I mean like, Ben Wallace you know what I mean like he, he ain't doing that to them but I, I'm like all right like KG he's 
he's about that noise. I'm like, he's about that. So I, I kind of gained actually a lot of respect back for KG. Dude, um, the video is so funny. Like, and that was like, just a personal thing. LeBron does this like weird thing. LeBron's like, yeah, he's doing like, doing like this like like DX like crotch shop, and they like dap up and shit like that. And Paul Pierce is just like, Paul Pierce looking fatter than ever, just like looking like that. Oh, and KG is just staring <laughs> at the ceiling like. Yeah, they both blew him off entirely. Yeah, I, I, I have to and see then this a video. full ten I... seconds later, KG just looks like. <laughs> like I'm not sure if that was for he, Ray or he, the he, next person. He does the he does the Brett Five clap when um uh, Bruce Jenner or Caitlyn Jenner get introduced who at the ESPYS. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, who's the old the old retired NBA guy who was like watching all this unfold? And he's just like, like watching everything like that. I'm dying laughing at this guy's reaction. He's like, Yo, they ain't gonna even acknowledge Ray, and he's like watching this whole thing, and he's just like, Didn't somebody go off about T Mac not being in the top seventy five? Was that Allen Iverson? Oh, probably, yeah. No, I was like, how the fuck is T-Mac not in the top 75 yeah, all Alan, time? Hey, Allen Iverson ain't doing too well either. Allen Iverson's like no? losing his mind. Yeah? Like, he, he's like him and like AB hang out with some shit like that. Like, he says some crazy shit. Really? Yeah. Uh, but is it true, though? Yeah, but... Because you know what they say. What's, Iverson, what's, like, what's, like the difference, what's the difference between a tinfoil hat, conspira- hat wearing conspiracy theorist and the truth? Kanye. About six months. Okay, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Just give it six months and the conspiracy theorist will probably be proven right. <laughs> like people know the people if you know you know no but no uh but the, the whole nba back to the dunk contest thing like i don't know that there's anything that they can do to revive it i don't even know that the interest is there for people to watch it just like with the pro bowl i think the only all-star game that really even has any juice left is the mlb one but even still like the home run derby like no one really cares about the home run derby i care about the home run derby because i think it's fucking awesome but on a whole, like, we're not watching Big Mac and Sosa and Bonds go out and just ep- absolute dick missiles, and you're like, what the fuck? Dude, so many people this year offered up for the All-Star Games. They said, just make it like a competition like thing against, like, like skills competition. They said, like, people said that the Pro Bowl would be fine if they had quarterbacks go out there just sling the ball into targets that are moving. If they had wide receivers just, like, catching, like, ridiculous passes. Like, everyone's like, we'd be fine with that. We don't need, like, a game that no one gives a shit about. And the players don't even want to play. That's what I'm saying. No one wants to play it. Nobody wants to do it. It's they don't just get like, hurt. what? Like I don't know. I I feel like and it, it's it sucks because we're going through this like weird phase as a whole, like as a sports community as a whole, and probably even deeper than that, probably as a society. But we'll just keep it to sports for this aspect of the conversation, where the All Star games mean nothing. Like the All Star games. Remember, like when you were a kid, like playing even like Dy Double. If you got selected to the All-Star team to play in the All-Star game, it was like, Damn. oh, shit, like, yeah, I'm in the All-Star game. Like, fuck, yeah, bro. Like, it was like an honor. It was a big deal. And, like, you wanted to go and play your absolute best. Now, granted, you know, everybody would just hog the ball and just, like, you know, yeah, try to do it. there was a thing. couple of years I got that. I was pretty pumped. Yeah, I never did. Not <laughs> even close. I mean, I would have got it if, like, if fouling out by halftime was an All-Star credential, I would have been first team All-Pro. Um, but that was not my that was not my thing. But, like, no, like, the All-Star game, the Pro Bowl, all these things used to mean something. And now they mean nothing. And nobody cares. Like, I didn't even, I honestly didn't even realize it was All-Star weekend. And quite frankly, I didn't care. You know why? I was more, I was. They don't care about it anymore. I was more focused on what was going on in Daytona Mm -hmm. with the twin 125s on Thursday night, the truck race on Friday night, the Xfinity race on Saturday night, and the 500 on Sunday. That was all I cared about from Thursday to Sunday. 
Those are the only things I gave a shit about. And you, you ask Paul. I could not fucking wait for Daytona. I was like, literally, like midway through the third quarter of the Super Bowl, and like, hey, this time next week, do about ten laps left in the five hundred. And he's just like, looks at me, he's like, we're, it's not the Super Bowl is not even over yet. Like, what are you like? Wait? I'm like, don't care, can't wait, can't wait. Like that. So to me, like the whole All Star break and the whole All like this whole thing. Is just is it's so watered down. It's so mundane. It's so dated, and I think a lot of it has to do with the players. Like you said, nobody wants to play in it, and nobody wants to tune in to watch a bunch of guys that nobody knows who they are play an exhibition game. And they're our friends. Which yeah. Which, I'm sorry, everybody hates that. It, it does. People, it people, does ruin it. You can't. You can't say that in today's PC world, but people. People, even young people, they don't know it yet. People absolutely long for drama and hatred. Because every time you see some kind of drama or hatred come up, it's always like the most retweeted, the most talked about, the most comments, Oh, absolutely. Everything. But people would be like, you know, those guys should have some respect as adults. But if you if you had Kevin Gannett in today's game, and Kevin Gannett's like, I fucking hate this dude with all my heart. Everyone would be like, what a piece of shit. Ban him from the league. But then a lot of fans are like, yeah. Like, I love that shit. Well, no, there's a very small minority that would say he's a piece of shit banned from the league because, and those are usually, but they're vocal, and those are usually the blue check marks on Twitter, um, yeah. which you know, right. large in part ignore. You know, like no one cares what Jamil Hill thinks anymore. Like, I have no idea where she is. I don't care anymore. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamil Hill. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she although she did just she did just uh, d- she did just demand that Spotify play, pay a black podcaster a hundred million dollars. Oh, that chick. Yeah. Like like, uh, like, like the, because that. they did it for yeah. Joe Rogan. So yeah, she demanded that they do that for a black guy. And I'm like, OK, well, if a black guy were, you know, comes up with a podcast as good as Joe Rogan's, I'd be all for him getting money. Why wouldn't? Uh, yeah. Why wouldn't? And quite frankly, guy? though, you know, I thought about that. And just to take this like on like this kind of one off thing. I thought about it, right? And I was like, oh, like, fuck you, Jamil Hill. Like, why? Like, shut the fuck up. Like, if somebody was worth it, they'd be paid that. But then the other part of me was like, what if she's just doing this literally to get somebody $100 million? Like, there's all this money. Like, Spotify has all this money. All these companies have all this money. And she's just like, all right, you know what? I, I can't I can't advocate for just anybody to get $100 million. But if I call them racist and claim that they didn't get them $100 million or they didn't pay, you know, black people the same, right? maybe I can get somebody, who knows, one of my friends paid $100 million. They don't have to be as good as Rogan, but if you call them a racist and say that, I'm just thinking, like, maybe maybe that's just the way my mind works because I usually think uh, two or three I steps mean, ahead. Yeah. You know, but I'm just like, man, that's actually pretty brilliant because it's 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 almost like the NFL, right? Where people get mad at players for holding out. Oh, you're greedy. Until that player's like, you know, his value it doesn't meet what the team views, and then they cut him, and they're like, well, it's a business decision. What if all these people who are race hustling and doing all this, it's just business. They're just doing it because it's a business. I mean, it is. I mean, you don't have it to necessarily. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily have to believe that, like, you know, we don't we we don't have uh we don't have an African American on this show. Okay, somebody doesn't have to believe if, and this is obviously would assume I was paying you guys handsomely. Let's say I was paying you guys each a million dollars a year to be on this show, right? And someone's like, "Well, you don't have a black guy on your show. You should have a black guy and pay him a million dollars." And and then they basically would extort me into paying somebody else a million dollars a year to do it. So now I'm like, okay, well now I got to make a third chair because we need a black guy to satisfy this person because they're mad. 
It's kind of a fucking smart move. Well, because now, I... because now you're taking me, who I've got, say, I, I'm paying you guys a million. Say, I got fifty million. I can easily afford to pay somebody else a million. Do I really lose anything by losing a million dollars a year? No. But do I? does somebody gain something by getting a million dollars a year? Yes. I mean, it's just kind of a fucking grift, if you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and, if out, and if anybody else out, and if any sponsors out there want to give us a million dollars to put a black guy on the show, by all <laughs> by means, means, the phone lines are open. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will kick Paul out the door. Yeah. I will put a shoe so far up Paul's ass and throw him down the Thank you, Kylie. It was great. Good night. Paul um, just quits the show immediately. It's not much I'm we wouldn't. Out. Not much we wouldn't do for a million dollars. But um, <laughs> what was I gonna say? Uh, not about the black guy. No, we, <laughs> were we talking about uh, the the All Star game? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm done with the All Star game. No, I was yeah, just so I was so just so thinking. Fuck, I was man. just thinking because that was like one of my like shower thoughts I had the other day, and I was like. Because, you know, you get, like, frustrated when you hear, like, people, like, just, like, demand that, like, oh, you should hire a person of color, like, affirmative action stuff. And I'm like, okay, like, cool, I'm all for equal opportunity. Uh, but I think people, they confuse equal opportunity with equal outcome. Mm-hmm. And not all, you know, people can realize an opportunity and exploit it into the outcome that they're looking for. I mean, I mean, so I kind of just started thinking, I'm like, but wait, what if these people are doing this on purpose? Like, they don't give a fuck about Google or Spotify or Facebook. They got billions of dollars. Yeah, just call them a fucking racist and make them give somebody else $100 million. Who gives a fuck who gets it? I'm actually on board with that. (laughs) It all all depends, like, what what you're doing, because I think Barstool had to pay two of their podcasters to call her daddy girls, even though they broke up. They get, like, $50 million a year. Pat McAfee just got fifty million a year. Yeah, like, like if I you, mean, but those man. guys here and here's the thing, like in the Call Her Daddy podcast, like, no, nah, it's falling off. It's it's big time falling off. But it was it was huge for a minute. Yeah, but it was no. basically just like two chicks talk about it was it was basically Maxim Magazine as a podcast. No, just the chicks talked about it. They talked like dudes. They just slutted it up, right? They were just yeah. like, yeah, like we like to slut it up at the clubs, and this is what we do. And dudes were like, oh, I'm a simp. And like, can I give you? Can I give you more money, please? And like, pathetic. So, but it worked. It worked. It was fucking brilliant. Right. Those girls made millions. Good for them. Bravo. Like, I mean, genius Most fucking idea. Most pathetic shit nowadays makes millions. Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately, look at the island boys. Boy, like, yeah. they made dope. Like, dough. Like, crazy dope Dude, dough. Those kids gonna be dead in like six years. Crazy dumb, fine, silly they still, dope, they, dumb yeah, dough. I mean, they made a couple bucks while they were doing it. Yeah, I mean, whatever. As long as they're dead, I guess. Whatever. All right, fuck it. I mean, look, whatever, they, whatever path in life they choose is fine. I mean, their Facebook, their their face looks like a fucking margin in a sixth grader's notebook, but whatever. Like, they don't really don't have any other choice but to make money off of what they're doing. Yeah, run with it, kids. I mean, either that or they're going to be like, I don't know. I don't even know if Dunkin' Donuts would hire them at this point. No, they wouldn't. Yeah, no, just run um, with it. Run with it as far but as no, But no, like, but Pat McAfee, like, okay, he's worth $50 million a year. Like, Pat, for me... Pat McAfee is now a daily listen. So when I go downstairs, I've got four podcasts. I'm halfway through my first one. I've still got one, four hours of podcast to listen to just for today because oh, I didn't normally on a normal day, I would get through all of them, but we played golf today. So yeah, I didn't get, yeah. I didn't get a chance to listen. Did you notice I kept my speaker in the bag? You notice I didn't break out my speaker all day? Oh, yeah. Maybe that's why I shot pretty well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You and Dad all of a sudden, yeah. Oh, oh man. Everybody was happy. Nobody was pissed off. No, know, none of that no shit. It was a good day. I fucking yeah, shot it's a, my well, test. Yeah, it's amazing what happens when you don't suck. You should try it more often. Yeah, I... 
and, and then actually, <laughs> actually don't. See, so we played golf today, right? And Paul shot. Paul outplayed the shit out of me today in every sense of the word. But I blew up on one. But he had one bad hole, one par five where he doubled the par. It was ugly. It was very ugly. There was a lot of there was a lot of out of the bunker over the green into another bunker, out of that bunker over the green again, and then out of that bunker and over the green. And to the point where I was just like, well, there's ten, so, so I'm just gonna pick my ball up. <laughs> so it was like, all right, if I can just chip this in, I can save the double. Nope, that didn't happen. So anyhow, Paul outplayed the shit out of me, and he shot really well. I was actually very impressed. He hit a, he piped a couple of drives today where I was just like, mm. we call him Baby Bryson because we know he's got the capability of just absolutely smashing the shit out of a golf ball. And today it came out a little bit, and he was yeah, not really yeah. swinging for the fences either, which was yeah. kind of cool. So anyhow, we uh, we 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 played, and I still beat Paul by three strokes, even though he. Blew the doors off me because that one fucking. So, so you like Bill Belichick that you're like, we're just gonna play the same game the whole game and hope they screw up. And then Paul's like, oh fuck, I screwed up. And Joey's like, Suck. basically that was the only the, the only difference in the day was Paul had that one that ten stroke hole. I didn't. Yeah. That's it. It's all it comes down to. It really does. Um, I forget where I was going with this, but anyway, um, about people being worth it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I have. But that's the thing. I didn't. I didn't listen to my podcast today, so I've got four or five hours worth of podcasts that I listen to a day, Shit. and only one of them is sports related. And the only one that's sports related is the Pat McAfee show. Mm-hmm. So because I, I try not to listen to too many sports shows, because I don't want my yeah. opinions tainted when I come on here on Tuesdays. I want to give you my opinions, give the listeners my opinions the way that I feel that they they are, and 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 give you what I know. Yeah. Um, I don't try to because there was a lot. There was a period of time where I was listening to. All sports, all day. It gets to be too much. And you start hearing the same stories, and you start hearing the same things, and then it's nice to know, but look, there's not much I can't know. Yeah. You know, without a couple of clicks, and yes, that's the, Damn. the wind. Yeah, it's... it's Is it kicking that bad? Yeah, it's going to be a breezy boy tonight. Yeah. Um, But... That those people are worth it, right? Like Pat McAfee is worth that kind of money. He was a small, stupid little YouTube live show. Mm-hmm. Now he's on Sirius XM. He's making cake off YouTube and killing it. I mean, that's he's, just because he's, he's going to make more this year in his radio show than he did his whole NFL career combined. I know, right? And crazy. and he and all he did was parlay his. I mean, not all he did. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's got a great crew of guys that do a really good job producing and writing the show. I mean, they're bona fide comedians on the other side, too, which oh, yeah. which helps. But it also helps when you have a guy who's played in the league, who's boys with A.J. Hawk, who's played. Like, they have a network of people that they can tap into and do stuff with. So it really does help in that regard. We don't have that, okay? We went out, and we've got guys on our own. Like, we, we did that through our listeners, through friends of ours, you know, things like that. And thank you to all of those people that provided us with the with the ins, you know, to get the guests that we've had on from Warren Moon to Jarvis Green to, uh, you know, Sh- yeah. Jared Schuster and, and Dana Barros and, and, and whoever else I'm forgetting. Um, but like we've had we've had the ability to do that. And, you know, we've been fortunate to have done that, but we don't have an endless supply no. of right. those types of people. So we have to kind of do it on our own. Right. And. That's what makes those guys worth it. That's what makes Pat McAfee worth it. That's what makes Joe Rogan worth it. Because they're doing this, right, and they're piggybacking off of their own fame. Mm-hmm. 
They they had a prior career. This is now their backup career. Like we do this as a fucking goof. This is a hobby for us. Mm -hmm. Like we don't get paid a dime to do this. And we sit here and talk to you for two hours every week and a couple of thousand people happen to watch the show. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean I think it's a pretty fucking fun show. It's pretty solid. I enjoy doing it. Until I'm sick of doing it, I'm still gonna do it. Mm -hmm. And the bottom line is is that, you know, a lot of these sports shows that we listen to, especially the talking heads on the mainstream networks, the you know, the ESPNs and stuff like that. I think my opinion is worth way more than theirs. Well, you should because they're not because they're not because they they're not uh, that it's you know you can't weigh opinions or anything like that like you can't or, or compare opinions because they're opinions, but their opinions are based on bullshit. They're scripted. They're told what to say. They're told. I mean, Max and Stephen A. used to fight all the time. And we knew exactly what Stephen A's point was going to be. Every You just look at the topic list, and you knew you could pick which side they were going to be on. Mm-hmm. And then one day they'd throw you a curveball, and they were both in agreement. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit. And, I mean, Steve, yeah. Max Kellerman left the show because, I mean, Stephen he A. said it. Stephen A, right. Stephen A didn't like him. And Max Kellerman was probably sick and tired of being the fucking whipping boy. Yeah. Because Max Kellerman, they never talked about boxing or anything like that. And even if they did now, Max Kellerman's a genius when it comes to boxing he's a huge like guru in that is that his specialty yeah, yeah and, that's and like his thing yeah that's his thing that's his I thing i didn't know that i, I and, always like if you listen, Kelman, to be honest with you i, didn't, I never really minded him he he was, was just a punching bag for Stephen a yeah, yeah. he was and, but he was, i hate Stephen a fuck that guy like i don't he makes i makes, used to like Stephen a I, I don't i don't like Stephen a anymore he just bores me yeah it's it's pretty bad the whole thing someone came on one of his shows the other day michael orvin was on especially that, that shit with tiki barber a couple of weeks ago that oh, Bush League bad. shit where he was just like, oh, don't make me tell everybody what I know about you. It's like, bro, really? Like, yeah, that's where you want to take this? Yeah, like, all right, dude. He's, I, he's a child. I've lost I've lost a lot of respect for Steven. Um, years. Right. There was a time when uh, Max Kellerman basically outed saying, like, he was really tired of, like, the scripted things that they have to come up and pick the arguments. He goes, there was a, there was a segment. He goes, I never forgot this because it was just embarrassing and people use it against me to this day. Like, it was my actual opinion. And they said... Who would you take if the game was on the line? They gave you three choices, and every one of the people would have to pick different people. And but they didn't have to, but they were told to pick different people. So Stephen A. Uh, picked all these guys, and the final three guys were last shot in the game. Who would you take? LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Andre Iguodala. And then mm-hmm. Max Kellerman had to take Andre Iguodala, and oh. and then they all made fun of him for taking Andre Iguodala, and he made a stupid point. And it was stupid, but Max Kellerman was like, "Yeah, I was forced to to, to take Andre." Right, Iguodala it was a shtick. It was yeah. like, so all right, you're gonna take Andre right. Iguodala, and that's your punishment for the day, and we're gonna rip on you for it. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, it's one thing if it's organic. Like, you and I could sit here and have a conversation. Yeah, if it's scripted. Your fucking show's fake as fuck. Get the fuck out of here. Well, that's what all those shows are. Yeah, that's, that's why I don't such, watch them. I like shit. doing yeah. Devil's Advocate. Was PTI ever organic? Was 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 Will early Bond, early was on? Will yes, Bond early and, on it was organic. Early it was on, funny. yes. And, uh, Will Bond and um Kornheiser. Uh, Kornheiser. Yeah. Yankees. I, I always kind of liked don't, that show. Don't get me started with that. And he used to always call the Yankees the Yankees. <laughs> and he was trying. <laughs> and when the Nationals, so when the Nationals first came around, <laughs> mad, I can see it. No, I love it. When the Nationals <laughs> first came around, Kornheiser was responsible for getting Yankees on the final ballot. So Washington almost got named the Washington Yankees. Yankees, really? Because he said it so often on PTI and on ESPN broadcast that he was like, people should really consider the Yankees. And it became a final four for the Washington Nationals. 
Like, it didn't win, but it became one of the Final Four team names. Jesus. Well, it was like that time when the, they rickrolled the Mets. Remember that? Yes. When we rickrolled the Mets back in the early, like, late 2010, uh, 2000s, early 2010s. And they were like, well, the Mets were like, oh, we need a new song. Like, we need a new theme song. And it was just like, they put up songs, and everybody just user-submitted Rick Astley, and then they did it. And they played it the one time because it did win. And they're like, all right, but we're not doing this. For <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, we'll give you your little win. And, yeah, Stupid internet trolls, but fuck you. It, yeah. Um, so real quick, uh, let's do we want to touch on the Juwan Howard thing real quick? I mean, we got the video. Who cares, right? Play the video. I, I will play the video. It, it's pretty funny, to you be honest. Watch the video. You're going to laugh because he's like caresses the guy's face. He's like, I love you. With our, the head coach that so this is obviously uh, after the uh, <laughs> because of that timeout. And uh, here's the for someone to touch me, and I think that was a very uncalled for them to touch me as we were verbalizing to communicate with one another. So uh, that's what ended up happening. And then a melee ensued, which you don't see in the full in that clip right there. But if you watch the full clip, um, Mashota, he threw a bunch. Yeah, Mashota. If you watch the full what, clip, I didn't get what happened. I didn't see it just so, a, a little scuffle with the with yeah, the well, coach. Juwan Howard got in the Wisconsin oh. coach's face about a time, uh, pissed off about a timeout that they had called. Who cares? Late in the game, and they thought it was like trashy or whatever. So Juwan Howard they lost the game, right? And there was, I mean, apparently Michigan is slacking this year. They're not yeah, that they good, suck. and there's frustration there with the program. And Juwan Howard took it out on this guy, and then he decided to, like, kind of bitch slap him in the side of the head, which then led to all of, like, the players jumping in and throwing punches at each other, which was kind of funny. And you're like, oh, way to lead by example. Like, and this is Juwan Howard. This is, like, a Fab Five, OG Fab Five guy. Like, you know. I'm not going to lie. I do love it when basketball players start jumping around throwing punches. It's just, it's awesome. You I just, mean, you just want the melee to happen. Yeah, too. I do. I do. I want malice. In the Nothing balance, bad too. ever comes of it. I, it's just, I just, I love it when basketball players start going all thug and shit and start beating, beating, beating the bad. shit out of each other. And he was like, yeah. And then like, all right, we can't hit you on the court, but I can punch you right in the face right here. If this was a rucker, I'd have bodied you by now. And then, but so, so what Paul is saying is that he loves my Kendrick Perkins idea of having, <laughs> of having. Oh, oh. There it is, the Kendrick Perkins idea. What's the Kendrick Perkins idea? You've never heard my Kendrick Perkins no, theory. You've never heard no. Sean's Kendrick okay. Perkins theory. So no, here's I what here's so. what I allow. So you have to have just one guy on the bench who's just a fucking massive mountain of a person. A goon. Who a gives goon. a who gives a shit if he can play defense or shoot the ball or pass? He's your five power monkey. But, is that what yeah. It is? So like end of the game comes in like if this is like the fucking finals or like the playoffs or something like that and you're just getting smoked by like Steph Curry or something like that. Yeah, you need him to just fucking to this guy just be like just punch that dude right in the fucking throat. It's like a bounty program. And then yeah it's like it's like uh, the, old, what's like gonna, the old hockey goons. What's gonna happen? Yeah. They're gonna eject that guy. Oh no you ejected this big shit bag. But I took out your best player. Right. So now much. the odds are even up. So now we're going to have a real series. So it's the Kendrick Perkins theory. Because I think Kendrick Perkins at the end of his career was just trash. But he was just a giant <laughs> yeah. dude. I didn't like Kendrick Perkins at all anyway. But but yeah, but you can text, yeah. just throw him in the game and just beat somebody up. Who gets that a shit? Yeah. See, thank you. All right, so, so finally somebody agrees If he's your fall guy or whatever, yeah. That's oh, no, he's idea. gone for five games. I don't give a oh, shit. Fuck, yeah. Funny you say that because Juwan Howard, so they the – Juwan Howard ended up getting suspended for that because shocker. Like I said in the, I said earlier in the show, the biggest winner of the Aaron Rodgers Instagram thing was Juwan Howard because everybody kind of forgot about the shit that happened on Saturday with Juwan Howard in Michigan, and everybody was just like, "Oh my God, Aaron Rodgers says I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God," and everybody's like, oh. and they just all went in all in on that, and everybody kind of and. 
Like, you just, like, scroll to, like, ESPN's, like, eighth page. You're like, oh, by the way, Juwan Howard's suspended for the rest of the regular season. And you're like, oh, wow, he's suspended for the rest of the regular season. Like, shit, that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big fucking deal. Regular season's like, and you go, oh, wait, that's right. This is college, not the pros. The regular right. season's only five more games. Right. So you got a five-game suspension for punching a coach in the face. Oh, well. Which, <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> I mean, oh, well. is it, though? I mean, his actions did spur his players to punch other players in the face. Love it. And started a melee in the middle of the floor. That is conduct pretty unbecoming of a coach. I'm not going to lie. But maybe it gives that team a spark. I feel it. Like they're done. I feel like five <laughs> games is pretty light. And if it wasn't Juwan Howard, they're if done. it was just like random assistant coach X, you know, who wasn't part of the Fab Five and wasn't a former NBA champion and wasn't, you know, Michigan royalty. I feel like the part, the penalty would have been a lot steeper. Dude, he should just come back like, in the sideline, wear like a fake mustache. Like, what's his name for the for the Mets? Like, fake mustache, wear like a <laughs> thick beard, and just be like, I'm not Jawan Howard. And be like, you clearly are just wearing like rust prosthetics. Sir, you are six foot ten. We know who you are. Go away. He's like, <laughs> my name is Kendrick Perkins. He's like, I'm not Jawan Howard. I'm Juana Man. Perkins. Juana Man. <laughs> That was an old-ass movie at this point. I don't know. I just Every time I see his name, that's all I can think of. So. Uh, really quickly, I want to bring this up to you guys. I'm not sure if anybody else saw it. What ahead. do you guys think about The uh, the Rock potentially saying that he has a deal with the NFL to become, like, the minor league system? Well, they – so is this is this uh, a second announcement on top of the one? The first one was kind of like we've partnered up to kind of yes. share the similar ideas about player safety. And then there's and they're a, gonna allow like equipment and rules and referees yeah. and stuff. for like refs and shit like that too, don't they? Yeah, but they. Yeah. I, but there's a there's a rumor kicking around that the NFL might be interested in working with The Rock to have like them as a developmentally kind of like an NFL Europe, but in America. I mean, I'm all for it because I think the look. I think the more guys that you can get from colleges and high schools like look there's only a finite amount of scholarships to go around there's only a finite like there are guys that are losing money to play college football that don't are never gonna you know okay let's let's take this for an example right okay you could have a kid at appalachian state that is absolutely absolutely 100 nfl capable sure will never get looked at absolutely okay and i'm you're just throwing appalachian state out there as this random ass school Got it. Could be completely, and, and you know what? That kid, he might not even be on a scholarship because right. you don't know what he can do. But you put him in the right situation with the right coaches, maybe you get a little bit more out of this kid, and now maybe he's making making a couple of bucks. Oh. I'm all for it. Yeah. I am 100% all for hey. it because I think the more options that players have to in the more avenues they have to get to the league, like for years it was be great in high school, get recruited, Get a D1 scholarship, get drafted. That was your path to the NFL. Now we've seen an influx of undrafted free agents. You know, those guys were always there, but now it's become more like, okay, like, you know, the Julian Edelmans, the Rod Smiths, right, the right. Terrell Davises of the world. This so, is basically a way of widening the talent pool. But which is I'm all for. I'm for it. There's no arena league anymore. So you're given an opportunity to have to find the next possible Kurt Warner. He was just bagging groceries and making coffee at a fucking grocery store. Right. I'm down for widening out the talent pool, for sure. So, 
I mean, but how much of a fucking steal would it would be for The Rock if he buys the XFL for like three or four million dollars, whatever it was, with his financial partners, and they get a fucking deal with the NFL to be like a minor league system? He would have made back his money like fifty times. Right. This is like an episode of Ballers in real life. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, everything The Rock touches, he they might as well give him like the, like the nickname of like Midas because all he does everything is gold. Everything he touches is gold. You're not wrong. I mean, look, The Rock has been he has positioned himself quite nicely here with this XFL deal. And like Paul said, I'm all for widening the talent pool. I'm for all sure. for more people getting more opportunities like a to showcase what they can do. I still think the primary way of doing it is going to be D1, get drafted, go to the NFL, succeed. Uh, that is, But there is going to be a guy at some point if this – because right as of right now, they were said that there's no plans for player sharing or player development or anything like that. They're not going to – you know, not yet. You know, not yet. But like, okay, why is it that like the, the the Red Sox can kick a guy up to the Portland Sea Dogs and say, yeah, go play AAA or whatever, and go play up here for the summer, and we'll call you back up in September? Why couldn't why why couldn't the Denver Broncos or the Indianapolis Colts send a guy down to the XFL and say, hey, go down here as long as you stay healthy and stuff, and you know what, you know, when the playoff run comes, we can call you up. I think it's great. I think that's honestly, I think it's good for player safety. Mm-hmm. Because it now gives guys, it gives you more options to get more players on your roster for the playoffs, deeper into a season. It's a longer season. We know we're ultimately going to 18 games. This little one-stop gap 17-game season, this is never going to last. We're obviously, we were always going to 18 games. It's been inevitable since basically I've been involved or old enough to understand what the NFL really was as a business. It's going to happen. So, yeah, I think this makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways. And this another person, I forgot who was online, and I'm, and I'm sorry if we're friends and I, I'm, like, stealing your thunder, but someone said the NFL really wants four more teams, and they want those four teams to be expansion out of the country teams. So they're talking about Canada, Mexico, England. It's, it's Germany. It's, it's definitely know, happening. It's so rough to think they about. They really want a team in Germany. That I don't think is ever going to happen. They, their NFL is hard. That will that if that happens in our lifetimes, I'd be surprised. But let's just, I wouldn't, hypo- I let's wouldn't just hypothetically say greed, money hungry. It's let's just hypothetically say you get four more teams, and then we've talked about it on the show. You're gonna say, yeah, you get four more teams. That's an extra 220 players you're gonna have in the league now. Now it waters down the talent level. But does it water down the talent level enough where now you know some of the names because you're watching them in the minor league system? So then there's like some give and take there. So the NFL yeah. might be setting itself up for like. We're gonna have more main teams, but you can also watch these guys in the minor league teams now. Well, too. that's all this is. That's this this whole thing. I mean, this isn't to improve the quality of the product yeah, of the thirty a, the thirty two teams that are on the field right now. They don't give a shit. Everybody knows that like the USL kicks USFL kicks off in a Soon. couple of weeks. Yeah, March. Okay, that league is only gonna go as far as quarterbacks will take it. Isn't it six teams? Whatever. I don't even know. It's bad. I don't even know. Eight, six or eight teams. Uh, it's only going to go as far as the quarterback play takes it. Because if it's bad quarterback play, no one's going to fucking watch. Right. No one cares. Like, no one wants to see shit quarterback play. I made that joke a couple weeks ago when somebody was like, uh, oh, college football is superior to the NFL. And I was like, yeah, I mean, like, if you hate the forward pass and, you know, precision offenses, then, yeah, the college football is for you. Like, that's great. Like, right. other than that, no, I don't, I don't want to watch college football as my primary form of football. Like, absolutely not. It's eight teams. Eight. That's what I thought. So the nfl that's yeah yeah no i like the nfl and there's and we have a hard enough time getting quarterbacks to fill that league out know, you know I so know. quality quality quarterbacks let you talk man. into the mic d1 
These are some 32 shit quality teams. quarterbacks. Sorry. I know, I know. These are some shit names and shit logos. Panthers, Generals, Stars, Maulers, Stallions, Gamblers, Breakers, Bandits. Every single logo besides the Stallions. Stallions looks like it's like a knockoff the of gamblers like... The Gamblers and the Bandits. The Stallions yeah. is like a knockoff of the Denver Broncos. They just like change it up a little. It's like Dollar Store Broncos. <laughs> I'll root for the Dollar funny. Store Broncos. Where are they from? Birmingham. Oh, Birmingham. Alabama. Alabama. Alabama, man. Uh, yeah, I'm down for Alabama. Fuck that. I just realized the Houston Gamblers was a crooked-ass G with a, with a Texas in the middle of it. Yeah, mm. where, where Houston is in the state. That's Mind just a you. fucking wave in a, in a, in a fucking secret. We'll, yeah. we'll, do, uh, we'll do a rundown of those logos right, right the, uh, the week before the season kicks off. We'll do, we'll do a little segment on that. The Michigan Panthers? What the? Michigan Panthers. Michigan Panthers. Again! With a sharp a, a dollar claws. store logo of the Panthers. They're just stealing shit. That looks like a fucking mongoose from here. Meow. Or, uh, <laughs> or, or like a possum or something. I don't yeah, know. That's, that's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty Dude, they awful. don't have a lot of money. Yeah. They're, well, they're doing what they can. Got to give them that. They're giving them what they got. They're giving them what they got. <laughs> I forgot who said that. I'm fucking giving, giving them what they got. Right now it is what it is. Uh, but anyway. All right, boys. Well, let's wrap it up there. We'll... Uh, well, we well we didn't we didn't touch on the Daytona 500 yet uh, at all, but we touched on a little bit. But uh, I'll just say this about the Daytona 500: I am super excited for NASCAR this year. Uh, the next gen cars that that came out that debuted, obviously at the Clash on uh, on February 6th in LA, uh, it was tough to get a bead because it was a quarter mile track. It was the smallest track. Like they're not usually, you don't usually race those cars in a fucking quarter mile bullring. It's right. that was. I thought the racing there was kind of lame, um, but I am. What I saw in Daytona out of these cars gives me tremendous optimism going forward for the sport for NASCAR. First of all, there was one hundred fifty thousand people. Daytona was sold out for the first time in years, years. All right, that was great. Second of all, the cars lived up to the hype. There was a couple of tire issues and a couple of things they're going to get worked out, but they're brand brand new. This is like, I mean, when I say a complete redesign, nothing like you've ever seen in NASCAR before. And then Austin Sindrick, uh, a rookie, who comes in and becomes the first true rookie to ever win the Daytona 500. Not only does he win the Daytona 500 as a rookie, but he, it's his very first start in a points race in NASCAR. And he wins it uh, driving the Penske-owned number two car uh, to victory lane, which held off Brad Keselowski, much to his dismay, who's now racing for Roush Fenway. Um Bubba Wallace finished second um, and then cried like a bitch about it. Uh, he has a Netflix documentary, which I would not recommend, that drops tonight. Um, uh, but no, I ain't going to watch it. I, 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 won't, I won't watch it. Um, no, no, no. But I will, go in, I, will, I will get into the Bubba Wallace thing at some point during this season because I don't know that I've ever – I don't know that I've given my thoughts on it. I know we have some people that listen to the show that are NASCAR fans and that, and that do pay attention to it. Um, and and I do want to give my thoughts on that on the show one of these nights, um, just because I, I think he did so much harm to the sport, uh, more so, way more so than good uh, in the long run. Um, but we'll get into that next week or whatever, uh, the, the, week, uh, the week after that. So uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. God damn it. While we're on air, the United States and fucking Russia then got worse. Oh, what happened? I don't know. It just says this is the beginning of the Russian invasion for Ukraine. Biden is condemning Putin's actions, and they're yeah, going yeah. to put fucking bank sanctions on, on Russia. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was old, that was old yeah. news. That was 5 o'clock. So it's, no, it's a 15 minutes ago. That was 5 o'clock. Yeah, so yeah, we we come on, Sean. Keep up, bro. Keep, you know, your, your phone's slow, bro. Yeah. 
I'm. I don't talk to you. Fuck you. I don't, I'm I, watching it. This is 15 minutes ago. <laughs> I, don't, I don't talk too fast. You just listen too slow. Uh, but anyway, Joey Fats Radio, thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back here next Tuesday night, 8.30 p.m. right here live on the one, the only, the New Bedford Guide. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, if you want to give us a like and a share, we appreciate it. Uh, this show will also be up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and uh, Amazon Music, I believe, Google Podcasts, all that, wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be up on there uh, right after the show is done, within a, within an hour or two. I usually have it cut up and put up, so uh, right. you'll be able to uh, listen to it there. So make sure you uh, give us a download, give us a like on Spotify, Apple, give mm-hmm. us some reviews. We mm-hmm. need and appreciate those. Uh, till next week, everybody, we, uh, we'll catch you later. Adios. Peace. Peace.